what can I say about these two guys other than they're probably two of the best humans that I've met on the planet. Honestly, Jay, John Luke are amazing human beings. It's great to just sit around and speak whatever's on our mind and kind of let loose and just talk about all the things that we think about every day and not be judged and have fun with it and bring some enjoyment to all of you. And hopefully you learn something. And if not, watch it again and watch it <laughs> next year and five years from now. I really hope you enjoy this. I love these guys. Dream team. Dream team. I'll be the pictures of your face. Look at that. Hey. <laughs> hey. And then it's then it's like normal pixelated and wrinkled, and then I'm like smooth and baby smooth again. Look at that. You are you applying cool? are you applying filters? Are you putting filters on yourself? I, I'm just putting touch up my appearance, man. Hang on. If I find a clown nose, maybe this, I can make this, this is how I accidentally put fake eyebrows on myself <laughs> for about 10 interviews. <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, and it was like it was like the thickest gauge eyebrows that they had available on there as well. Like these crazy big things. And I I, I look back, I look back at the old interviews and I'm like, holy shit, they're like three times the size of my normal eyebrows. I love it. Well, I love it because you would do this and go down and the fucking eyebrows would stay. I know and then hover about and shit. Like Talking to talking to like fucking Leslie Kane and people like that with my eyebrows like vibrating on my face. So it's, I thought uh, it was amazing. I, I did it. too. Yeah, people people miss it. People miss it. People want it back. People I should put it back, back right for this interview. I, put it back for this oh, one. Oh shit! No, I said I would. I yeah, said yeah. I would. <laughs> I'm gonna do, do it because I said I said that I would put them well, back on for the uh, for the dream team chats. Well, yeah. how do I do this? Because I'll put them on too. <laughs> let's all let's all put something yeah, on yeah, our yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Choose video filter. It's somewhere, yeah, yeah, somewhere yeah. on um, uh, video filters. Where was it? Oh yeah, it looks like sunglasses, oh, a party hat. Mine's it's by the must it's by the hats. There's like the there mustache. We go. Video filters, here we go. Um I don't have any of this stuff at all, man. Oh, I've got a download of I've got a download a package, but I'm just downloading uh, the package. So, uh, so it, it, just look at my real eyebrows. If you if if you go to background and filters, is there not a video filters thing? I've got a Halo now. Uh, oh, very cool. I like yeah, it. Very cool. Um, trying to find where else can I? Oh, could I be a pirate? Oh, look at that. Look at this one. There we go. I'm a pirate now. <laughs> Sunglasses. Uh, I've got no idea what I'm doing, man. Oh well, I'll leave it at that. Wow, you guys are so cool, man! I know we've got some crazy cool shit. We've got, look, I've got like a little French beret. Yeah, there you go. I got that. Oh, See, I, like that. I don't need glasses. I don't need the filter because I can't make it work. <laughs> it probably won't end up saving anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah, come it's on. Good to see you guys. Hit it's me up with some guys. awesome news. Oh. Uh, and you who's got the news who's got the news i haven't got any news i don't know you've the just news. been doing bang up interviews been doing great so far i think you've been doing an amazing job as always well, well thank you sir as of you as of uh, you. i've gone down the woo woo really train guest recently I've been yeah going there's nothing wrong with the woo woo train bro woo woo trains uh all aboard man all aboard for that i love it i love it a lot uh, i love the woo woo yeah, Duane, she wants me to send you, really, you her love. 
by the way. She wants me to send both of you her love. She she loves you guys a lot. Um, is just so excited about <laughs> everything that you guys say. And she's a hip lady. I like her. She's really cool. Her book is interesting. It's pretty rad. Cool. It's been. Oh, did uh, you read the book, Len? You, you read it through. Yeah, I read it through. I read did you it read through. It all through, dude. I did. Yeah, I did. Cool, I did. Man. I highlighted it. I did. I had a bunch of different uh, uh, thoughts. I gave it to my mom, and she read it, and she liked it a lot too. So it was interesting. It's interesting to see how, because for me, it's just bizarre how she goes from like fundamental Christian, which is like everybody's going to hell except, unless they save you, right? <laughs> Look at Jay's face. <laughs> Ooh, cool pixel glasses. It's like it's. She's like everybody's going to hell. You know, unless that she goes to that like strict, strict, strict thing to like the way other end of that, where she's like a fucking fundamental Christian, like or not. I mean, uh, a yeah. psychic, a psychic, you know, where she's talking to mm -hmm. entities mm -hmm. that are fucking from a consortium, cool. right? And it's like, okay, cool, yeah. Good for so her. She's, she's she's one of these people who's had like a massive transformational arc of uh, of belief systems and uh, and where she fits into that whole thing. It's a bit a bit like Ryan Bledsoe as well, to be honest. Yeah, good comparison. And that's actually how she found us, by the way. So she's like all oh, aboard. Really? She was all aboard Chris Bledsoe and all everything he does. And then she saw Ryan started doing stuff. And then she saw yeah. us talking to him when we had that one dream mm. team. And then she was like, oh, these, that's how she found all of us. So yeah, we'll have, to, uh, we'll, we'll have to get Ryan back. I'm, I'm having him on soon. I'm having him on. Uh, we were meant to be on the other day, but I needed a, I needed a little break from uh, from interviews. I'd, I'd done too many in a row. So I was like, let's 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 just wait a few days, but we're going to hook up soon. And uh, I, 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 I the thing with Ryan is that he's such an interesting guy, especially now that he's got his podcast going on. Like the podcast, if you guys listen to Bled. So oh, yeah, so, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fucking great, isn't it? It's brilliant. It's, like, it's brilliant. I love it. He's like, I'm not going to do video. Now we've got like different cameras and this whole know, set like whole, and all this stuff setup and a whole setup yeah dude i mean it's great i'm i sort of love to see his, his new trajectory man mm, mm. good stories to tell mate like i think that i don't know we've talked about this in the past like you know if you've been brought up in a faith this stuff comes a bit easier maybe i mean it's hard to transition if you're in a, an area where people might be cross with you for leaving the mm. church or whatever it may be yeah i suppose like, it depends um, on the circumstances doesn't it yeah but the idea that you know you've got that background already that you can accept a faith and you do you've got belief you've got the ability to believe makes it easier when you switch i guess you know like it's weirder when you i think it's weirder when you go from no faith to faith yeah like yeah atheist yeah. to faith you know like well that's well that's interesting because if you read pasaka's book you know when she talks about ty you know tim taylor whatever his real name his fake name is whatever but he goes from no faith to Catholicism, which is the, <laughs> to me, yeah, that's, like, that's that would be the that's last one cool. I would go from, from no faith to full on yeah, Catholicism, man. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think that, you know, the idea that, you know, like what he's doing and talking about and Diana Pasulka sort of bringing the, the mysticism back into Christianity because yeah. you know, a lot of the no, narrative goes into different sorts of mysticism, doesn't it? Like the sort of Islamic Sufism or the Buddhists or the, tantric you know the hindu stuff and all that but a lot of the time the christian elements it's, that, it's always there in it and it's a big part of the narrative but not as much as in terms of that mystical sense whereas like um they bring that back in don't they the idea that they're mm. communicating with these beings like 
Well, well also, Tyler, like, Tyler D is supposed to be like getting patents from the Akashic Records and selling them <laughs> on the Nasdaq for millions of dollars per uh, per patent, isn't it? You know, that's that's kind of. It's, it's funny. I've I've literally been listening to American Cosmic on uh, on audiobook for the past couple oh, yeah, of days. Yeah. So this is uh, this is a good talking point. I was the last the last bit I got to was where she get, she gets taken to the. Uh, like, you know the gifting fields, uh, the the place where there was yeah, supposed yeah. to be debris and stuff like that. It's a really good book. I'm I'm going to be having her on. Uh, I think in some sometime next month or in April. Oh, um, rad! She's got yeah, you she's got a new book. You should read out. up on um. There's a there's a group of people, or a, a Catholic sect who have been reading up about called the uh, Ordo Angelorum Sanctorum. So the order of the the, the angels, basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, they've always got they've always got these dope Latin names, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. Yeah, I mean, but this this one was founded in the forties, and it's been mm. pretty controversial because they believe in like uh, angels called angel work. So they're sort of basically working on the idea that they're trying to summon and talk to and communicate with angels. And the this Catholic is all in the Catholic Church, time. they're okay yeah, with it. And the Pope for a long time. Well, there's been quite a lot of controversies, but guess where you'll find them? A lot of them. Um, America. Oh, Fatima. Fatima. Oh, Oh, Fatima. Um, Fatima. Yeah. They they heavily, heavily believe in this idea of the the lady and stuff. But the controversy with it all as well is that they were apparently practicing at the time when there was a controversy, that they were practicing kind of a mysticism, like a sorcery stuff, witchcrafty. Type doing, things. They were doing rituals then, huh? Yeah, and for a lot, and no, but they kept arguing that they had a place in the Catholic Church. And the lady who set this thing up was this lady called uh, Ga- Ga- Gabrielle or Gabrielle uh, Bitalik, Bitalik, Bitalik. Hmm. I don't know. That's how you spell it, Bitalik. Hmm. And um, she's from Bavaria, and she said that from an early age she was having visions of like angels and talking to them and stuff. When the, a lot of the investigations got put in, because when they wanted to become like a designated order um, of the Catholic Church, and when the investigations were going forward, they found that they were sort of practicing e- Enochian magic and some of the Crowleyan sort of stuff. It's been, Ooh. but they've been accepted. They're allowed to do it, but you need to check that shit out. And when you speak to Diana Pasulka, you need to talk mm. to her, man, because that's all yeah, that stuff. That's, uh... that's channeling angels and getting divine information from. Well, they I don't think they call it the Akashic record, but. Yeah, the Akashic record. <laughs> well, what, what, it's wild, what you, isn't it? Yeah, what do you guys think about like channeling and because like I, I the the idea of receiving information intuitively, uh, you know, that's that's something that I think, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, when it comes to like the Council of Nine or the Intergalactic Council, you know, do you think that these things are real? Um, I so I was kind of. It's a really touchy subject. Like, we're well, not touchy subject, but like, like the nine for me, like, you know, because I, I sort of, that's my cup of tea. I bought that pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. But of course, the more I bought it, being me, the more I read about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it makes you sort of, there's holes in there, there's, there's holes in those stories, and there's other motivations for the fact that the nine might have appeared. And we talked about this, I think, before, didn't we? Like that Lynn Picknett's book, uh, mm-hmm. the serious conspiracy. Um, the idea that some of this stuff was manufactured with a bigger plan in mind, you know, like a long plan, decades-long plan. Oh, is that the, uh, you mean the, the Stargate conspiracy? 
Or is it the serious That's conspiracy? It. Sorry, not the serious yeah, conspiracy, yeah, yeah. the Stargate yeah, yeah. conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I mean, I, I like that book because I sort of got into it because it, it was looking at the conspiracy. Because I thought, oh, this is basically going to cement all of the cool stuff I want to believe about that whole mythos and conspiracy. And they kind of explode it, but they also explode it in a cool way because they are believers still in extraterrestrial life and they are believers in psychics and they are believers in, you know, the mysteries and all this stuff. So they're like, kind of, I guess, like a bit like more, more like me. I like, um, I don't know. I have to research it, man. Cause I, before I go out there and uh, try and talk about stuff, I need to have a proper opinion on it. And I don't want to fall into that trap of being like, I believe. <laughs> I want to, I want to read the, uh, I want to read the Stargate conspiracy. Cause did you see the thing that I tweeted? This was um, Bruce, Bruce Fenton uh, dug up this information. Um, but one of Kirsten Gillibrand, Senator Kirsten Gillibrand's donors was, um, what was it? Something Bronfman from the Bronfman family. Um, and her Nexium court stuff. Or? Yeah. So the, 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 actual, yeah. the woman, the woman who was the donor from the Bromf from the Bromfman family was one of the heads of the Nixium cult. But then her auntie was like really involved in the Council of Nine channeling, and she was mentioned mm -hmm. in the Stargate conspiracy book by by Linnet. So I like there's this weird it's, it's an interesting thread. I mean, people have kind of had to go at me for like attaching uh, you know, their conspiracy stuff to Kirsten Gillibrand, but it's not necessarily that. It's just the fact that it's interesting mm -hmm. that a very prominent family um who has a bit of a weird history with cult and paranormal and interest in that field is is donating towards a well, senator that's pushing ufo transparency i think that's quite interesting i totally agree man and and i think that the best thing you can always do with with extreme um claims coming from important individuals or people in the, in the public sphere is to investigate usually their family especially in this field Mm -hmm. and that sounds weird but I, you know, it always seems to play out man because if, yeah. as soon as you start looking behind the scenes you go alright there's a little bit of a there's a game in play here so their dad was kind of into this stuff or their mum was kind of into this stuff or they've got a connection it's that six degrees of separation and sometimes it's one degree of separation <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, right, yeah, uh, right. and then you start seeing it and going okay alright but it's how it works man like I mean secret, secret beliefs and secret societies and cults they don't run around court saying that they're in a cold. Like a no, lot of it's just completely secret. So they're just there. Uh, they never, they don't believe they're together, in a cult either, though. That's the thing. Nobody ever says, yeah, I'm in a cult. They always think I'm in this yeah, yeah, thing yeah, that's yeah, going to change true. the world. We're going to bring true, everybody together yeah. in peace. Until you're getting branded and you use a sex slave. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking Kool-Aid yeah, and that killing that yourself. A, and, that was a bad time yeah, for you, yeah. wasn't it, Jean? <laughs> it was. And you know, when I got out, it took me a long time to get over but the brand yeah. is pretty cool. Once, once you reach, <laughs> what was it, like the, the 600th level of Scientology or some shit? Oh, Jeez. Wow. <laughs> Man. Did you, did, you guys see, um, did you guys see Senator Gillibrand kind of shutting down the NSA Inspector General on UFOs? Yeah, yeah. Hey, basically, if you don't know what it is, she basically just told him, hey, if you, do you know, have you, are you up to date on any of this stuff? And he was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And she's like, well, you need to do it before we're gonna like, and he's yeah, not man. even like the, he's not even the new guy yet. Has he been like stamped and approved? I think, I think he's I think he's uh, in line to become the DOD Inspector General. So he's currently NSA IG, and he's going in uh, the position of DOD IG. So she was basically saying to him, before you get into this position, are you going to familiarize with yourself with all of this? And basically, just like handed him his homework, and it was pretty. It was just and said, funny do it in writing. He's like, do it in writing before you get like a like a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she was like, well, since yeah. you're not. 
not aware of this issue. Can you please make yourself aware of this issue and then give us a for, like a confirmation of your understanding of this in writing? And then his, there's a pause, and he just kind of goes, "Yes, ma'am." <laughs> he <laughs> he it down, buries, it his, it buries his head in the desk. It was quite a funny little clip. What do you yeah, think? You, what do you think? Right, the government, you know, pushing pushing the UAP issue. Um, if there isn't really any danger from them. Right, say just type off. Let's say there is a danger from them and it's worth pushing it. But if it isn't really, mm-hmm. why would people with a few generation connections to a cult and so on and so forth be actively pushing it in government? Money, money. There's money, money to be made from the whole thing. That's got to be. I mean, it's always yeah, the whole thing. Like, we need to money. like, yeah, so it's it's either for about. defense or the tech or you know all all of those things or even just the could research just, of them. Could just be a genuine interest. I mean, if that family, like the Bromfam family, if they've got some loose connections yeah, to the, being interested in the, the paranormal magic and stuff, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, and it's like oh, next year. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like you got connections to that shit. It's like you kind of like your uh, your weird. Well, yeah. To, to be fair, stuff, to yeah. be fair, the one that actually donated the money was a former head of the Nixium cult. So, like you know, like it's yeah. not exactly a loose affiliation. She was literally one of the people running that thing. Um, and is obviously really into the to the paranormal. So I mean, let's you know, it's but to not be fair though, either. that could be. Any, I'm like, if you're running no, for no, office no. and anybody wants to hand you money, you're not going to be like, I don't want that money. Oh yeah, no, give me the money. the way it goes, especially especially in DC, right? You're going to have to rub shoulders with people you don't want. You've got to have those donors. You've got to have that money. Oh, for yeah, school campaign, yeah, yeah, all that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. So it's just it's just the circus, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm on like it's like the minute with all this Ukraine Russia stuff, and they're just going like. We're going to to have to put sanctions on the Russians. And then they go, we better not put sanctions on the Russians because all their money's tied up in London. (laughs) 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 And you know what I mean? It's just all these like weasel words. And it's just like, oh, you're not really going to do it. We're all all, all in bed with each other. Like every single one of us, you know, they're all in bed with each other in different ways. And then on the surface level, it's like, oh, you know, we have these disagreements, but money at the end of the day, money, money. That's all it really (laughs) is. You know, the whole Ukraine, the the whole Ukraine-Russia situation has been crazily overinflated i think by the western media i mean like it's bordering on like provocation of war like you know borderline uh provoking this kind of stuff and it's uh yeah it's not a good look i hope that as we're recording this like a massive war isn't breaking out i've already made it like i've already made my position on this uh, via twitter quite clear and so if i'm if i'm wrong i'm gonna look like a right muppet i think that you've you've sometimes you run with your, your feelings don't you and there's plenty of people running with those feelings yeah, like man. i look at oh, it yeah. and think yeah it stinks man like it stinks but it stinks on both. it's just yeah it's so stinky <laughs> mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah well my thing is like i was t- i was telling you guys like well, what the fuck what are they what are they distracting us from like what what is this big show that we're talking about and everybody's talking about going on here like what is going on over here that we shouldn't even be looking at that's really it's probably, probably some, happening. Like, it's probably like some stargate opening up in the middle of the atlantic ocean or some shit and they're just like oh, don't worry about that don't worry about the stargate yeah worry about these russians and the russians are like okay we'll put up people i'd like you like, to I reckon it's probably more like worry about the Russians and don't worry about us. Because yeah. if you're worrying about the Russians, you're not worrying about your own shitty governments like doing shitty yeah, exactly. things to you. Yeah. Like, there I mean, I go. can't speak for America because I'm not there, but our, um, Jesus, man, like our, our news, our political news and all that stuff over the last, well, forever, but <laughs> yeah. the last couple of weeks is just an obscenity. Yeah. It's like, oh, man. seriously. I've tuned out. I've totally tuned out. 
it's like it's like watching a, a Roman orgy, like a debauch, <laughs> sort of like, yeah, we'll just do what the fuck we want, yeah. Well, we've recently, uh, we recently, like, yeah, you know, you you seen the you seen the settlement with Prince Andrew, Prince Andrew's twelve million uh, pound yeah. settlement to kind right of right under the rug, incrimination, just right under the rug with with the Queen's money, which means it's probably the taxpayers' money, which means that we basically paid for that guy to be uh, let off and scot free and be able to walk away from the situation. So yeah, that was uh, that was a fun. <laughs> You know, you know, you know, like the little players, though, man, because apparently he's got some house that he's always had, like, uh, which is like a big royal house in Windsor. And I think that they're asking him to leave it. So he's got to leave, <laughs> but they're going to pay him seven million, I think, to leave. <laughs> Oh, man, I remember. I remember. I remember when I last got paid seven million to leave a house. So <laughs> yeah. But he says it's because he, he like installed a new kitchen and like did a few renovations <laughs> here, and it's just like, dude, like installed seven million. What, what, is, what was it made out of? Unobtainium. <laughs> <laughs> just you know, when you're just listening to it, and just going, unicorns just tears. Disgusting, yeah. It's bizarre. Uh, it's like um, I had my mum and dad around here yesterday, and my dad's clued in. He's he's he knows what's what. But my mum, my mum's still hanging on to the idea that the queens like and the royals are some form of deities. Yeah, like, <laughs> and I'm just going. So, reptiles, yeah, so what do you reptiles. think about all this? And you know, like she goes, well, the, well, the queen will be so devastated in her jubilee year. <laughs> like, oh Jesus Christ, it's sickening. My like, mum. <laughs> Have a good look, right? Do you not think she knew about any of this stuff? Yeah. I just, I just How, listened off a load of things. And my dad's in the background just going like, no, no, <laughs> stop it. Just like, oh. just, I mean, yeah. you know, how many times? Yeah, I have to deal times, with this, man. Like, like, I'll have to go home. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, what are you doing? You're getting, her, you're getting her all fired up. But it's true. It's true, though. Like, you know, I mean, how many times do these people have to be associated with child abusers before we start going that maybe there's a pattern emerging here? Because this isn't a unique situation. Just in terms yeah. of the modern, because I mean, we can go back to like, uh, like Catholic priests and people that were very close within the church and politicians. There's quite a few different ones. But in terms of like really notable cases, you've got Rolf Harris, who did the Queen's portrait, and he turned out to be a pedophile. Then you've got Jimmy Savile, who could literally just walk in and out of Buckingham Palace as he pleased. He spent multiple Christmases at Chequers, which is where the Prime Minister spends his Christmas. He could just go in and out of all of the high establishment of society in British society. And now you've got Jeffrey Epstein. It's like, come on, how many times mm. does, this, does this family have to be at the epicentre of abuse and really, really bad treatment before we start going... Maybe it's the family because I don't know any families who are friends with sex offenders. And if it if it happened once, that would kind of be it. You know what mm -hmm, I mean? You'd be mm -hmm. on your guard after that, and you got to remember, like, you know, these people they have MI five vetting all of their, <laughs> all of the people. You know, like they've Man. got like the whole intelligence service of the British, you know, establishment vetting people that come in, and you're telling me they they allowed three separate pedophiles to just walk straight through Buckingham Palace, like mm -hmm. it's. It's insanity, yeah. Yeah, like, and then at the same time, like you know, like I, I don't want to be one of the tinfoil hats on this, but you have the idea that you had the Westminster paedophile scandal over here, where you know, like recently, and it got squashed, and the guy who had come out and said all the stuff about the high-ranking MPs over the years that had done these terrible things was then accused of paedophilia and thrown in jail. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and now, like that whole situation, the white, uh, the Westminster paedophile ring is a total taboo for anyone in the public media or the public eye to talk about. Because yeah. then, yeah. as soon as anyone says anything, they go, "Oh, what a! It was a terrible lie and besmirched these reputations and blah blah blah." But this very week in our Parliament, despite all that, 
Boris Johnson to try and deflect abuse against or the, the, the deserved abuse against him for his recent conduct used an allegation against the, the opposition leader, Keir Starmer, about him failing to, um, failing to uh, what's the right word, prosecute Jimmy Savile back in the day because Keir Starmer oh, was a QC, I Queen's Council. I did not yeah. see this. I did not see this. He did. And, and then, but he got hammered for it because immediately everyone was like, what? You just use that in like prime minister's question times in parliament. Like he just went, well, I didn't see you try and prosecute Jimmy Savile. Did I kiss Starmer? I'm like, oh, wow. and all the newspapers yeah, yeah. like, Everyone distanced themselves straight away, but you start going, hang on a sec. So this thing where like everyone tells to shut up about this scandal and all this and the, the, con- the links to paedophiles and, and then now your own leader of the country brings it into one of the debates, which is broadcast on our TVs. Like, so is it bullshit? Should we forget about all this stuff? Or well, I mean, are you actually going to use it as political? Yeah, it's how disgusting, many times, man. How many times does it have to crop up? I mean, it, it's so obviously like this really dirty secret that's being continuously shoved under the rug. And every time, you know, mm-hmm. there's evidence that this is actually Ooh. happening. It's 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 con- it's continuously happening. I'm aware of the background. Don't worry. I'm going to now monitor what I'm saying. I tell you what. I tell you what. And over here at the moment, like you, you can't really get away from it because it's just like, oh look, there's Prince Andrew, and there's Prince yeah, Andrew again. Literally, it was just like one blurb, and it was just gone. There's, nobody's talking about it over here at all. Just like, oh, okay, whatever. You know? It's like, it's like yeah. Max Maxwell as well. Like she's just kind yeah. of disappeared from the, the headlines. Yeah, I thought she was supposed to come out and like name all the names. I thought that was the last thing I read. It was the big deal. Like, oh, she said she's gonna. They're gonna, you know, the sealed names. They're gonna talk about the sealed. Probably names. just she's probably just dead. Ah, fuck, who knows? <laughs> probably Maybe. dead. Knows. Man. I don't well, think. She, just, yeah. well, she got picked up by a foo fighter and flown to Antarctica. <laughs> you have seen that connections with her and and Cousteau and the whole atlantis thing and it's fucking weird yeah, i love all that crazy <laughs> shit man Germany just take it like utter weird it's like and then the craft would have come from argentina and taken epstein's body and revived him <laughs> in a biochamber and now he's five well, underground have you, have you, in hollow earth he's seven have you have you seen the artwork that one of the victims painted that had like loads of UFO style things? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, like a yeah, mural right. of all of the different people, and you know you had like Les Wexner as like the head of a snake, and all these other politicians connected yeah. to him. And then there was like a flying saucer over Epstein's house, and it's like, hmm, like what, what's going? Because people, you know, this is this is that thing, right? Where a lot of people are like, do these elites who we're hearing about who have very suspicious behaviors do some of them have a hand in ufo secrecy or is that outside of their purview like you know the world economic forum and you know the the the, the I, top I, the top tier of the world economic forum and yeah you man. know do you think they know do you think they have intel yeah oh fuck yeah i think um, they do yeah maybe i mean shit man i don't know i propose the idea that there's certain people picked as well to have uh fake experiences played on them Oh yeah, so yeah, you can right. talk about it and create an entire mythos forever. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like, uh, yeah, some people like the sort of ones who are going to get picked up to become sex slaves on billionaires' islands are probably quite easy mm-hmm. to ply with certain MK Ultra techniques and yeah, yeah. fuck with their heads and so on and so forth. Like, because you know that's what those people do, isn't it? 
Like, um, yeah, I mean, they, they're always subjected to all that shit. And they also have the uh, um, ability to just weasel that shit in there and just think of nothing. But I think it all revolves around the occult. And I think that more you yeah. get into it, the more we've been researching, it's not more like the UFOs are an ancillary thing that happens when you're starting doing these stupid fucking rituals and whatever you're doing and all this other, you know, old school weird shit that you're supposed to do for power or money or, you know, um, yeah, Shit, man. John Luke, you told me about um, Archive eighty one, that series on Netflix. That's a mind, mind, mind fuck right there. When you get into yeah, all that, this is still kind of thing. Show. Like, yeah, it was great. It's like all this money and yeah. Power. I haven't, I haven't got into that yet. I need to give it a chance. Oh yeah, definitely it's along very, that line. It's very, it's on, it's on point with this, this sort of stuff. The idea that the ancient um, rituals open up portals. And then it gets into the whole time site loops and stuff like that and time travel and dimensional travel and things like that. It's cool. Just check it out. Yeah, man. It's pretty cool. But I mean, I think like, so like, like those it. are like one, one of the best shows that are out now. It's like all the shows like dark and like all these other shows, like yeah, these dude. are the shows that yeah, people man. are watching. Like, this is what's going on. Like, that's what's permeating to the top. It, like, it resonates it, at some deep level of people. Like there's something about this that feels like it could be real. And, it, you know, like it, it resonates with people on an, on an intuitive level. I think some of these shows. It is real. But I think like it's, it's con- it is real in some respects, yeah. And it is real. It is real. Like dimensions, the different dimensions and stuff are real. But at the same time, you know, the idea that in the 50s, and we've talked about this too, there was a certain type of narrative push. So every experience had was a chrome disc or something similar, or a cigar with some alien from Venus that says, hello, I want to show you the secrets of the universe. And, mm-hmm. and then a bit later on, they become blonde, and then they yep. become like lights in the sky and the greys and the Spielberg hopeful new age type. And then they become terrifying black triangles and my, you know, all that shit. Now it's um, interdimensional and it, but the, the culture is driving that narrative because mm-hmm. we'll be talking about it. And six months later, there'll be another show about it, another 20 shows about it. Mm-hmm. And you kind of go, when you've been part of it, you start watching those shows. You go, oh my God, man. It's like they're releasing these things as some form of disclosure, yeah? But then you go, yeah, but it's, everything's themed in the same way. And if disclosure is happening, it's happening every decade with a slightly different vibe because mm, it's yeah, following yeah. theories that people read online. Well, I, I, I would love to see, I'd love to see more hopeful films. Like, you know, Contact was such a great sci-fi film because it had such a hopeful message of, right. uh, you know, exploration and, and uh, yeah, yeah. You know, these, these higher intelligences that just wanted to try and find other examples of life in the universe. And, you know, I, I feel like we've got so many xenomorph bursting out of the skin, melting your face, invading Earth, <laughs> destroying everything. You know, we've got all that terrifying shit. We don't have enough. I'd love to see more consciousness orientated and like positively orientated <laughs> sci-fi films because uh, we don't have enough of those. I was, I was watching, uh, I was actually watching Contact not that long ago, like the other week, and it still gets me. I still cry. That film makes me cry every single time. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, man. It's a great yeah. movie. Well, it's Carl, it's Carl Sagan that wrote that, isn't it? So, like, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. forget the, that. The, I always the, forget that. The idea that, that you know, the guy was a dude. Like, he was, a, he was a great guy, wasn't he? And like, so that concept that he wrote it from that point of view that it was hopeful. That it was it's, like, yeah. It's so it's weird that, like that he man. went off of that. It's so weird that he was he started off like UFOs are real and then went into the more skeptical side of it later in life. I mean, you know, there's all sorts of people that say maybe he was threatened or bought off mm-hmm. or any something like that. But there there really was quite a, a drastic change in the way that he viewed it. Like 
from from being a, a pretty solid believer to uh, being pretty pretty skeptical. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it, maybe, and my first thought about that is, I wonder if he kind of fell into the whole valet thing of needing hard evidence like because that's that was his whole bread and butter anyway right i mean you could do this and you can we could all say we we believe shit we've all seen shit whatever but unless i have like this to tell you know like this is what this is there's no there's no way that how could you be credible as a scientist or take it as a matter of fact (laughs) kind of a thing unless you had you know something not to say that you don't want to keep looking for it or keep researching or expand your knowledge into something that's uh tangible or like solid measurable remeasurable things like that but maybe he did that to kind of steer no, everybody away sure, to like quit believing just everything you hear kind of thing well know. it's a, you know it's a yeah. bit like uh avi Loeb because uh when i when i interviewed avi Loeb, mm. I, I i listed off a couple of notable testimonies from people who you know kind of spoke high-ranking officials yeah yeah you know spoke towards crash retrievals and the legitimate legitimacy of that and um <clears throat> you know it's 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 that whole thing of like yeah i i, I can i can maybe believe it but not until I get my hands on something myself. That's the way that some of these people, and it's a good way to think. If you're obviously, if you're a scientist, you're going to need to get your hands on the hard data. Right? I get that. I still feel like he puts a bit too much trust in the U.S. Yeah, government yeah. and what they're <laughs> saying about it. I think that, but well, I think that. Uh, I, I think, agree. Honestly, I'll right, tell I you what, though, man. This, like, huh? s- tell us. Tell us. I, know, I was, I was yeah. going to. I was just going to say that I think some of the uh, some of the uh, reasons behind that is that he's actually quite fresh into the ufo research game you know he, he his interest in this seems to have been catalyzed around 2017 and so he hasn't got like a really extensive research background into the kind of historical lore of programs and the, the air force and i don't think he's done a he deep dive got, on it i bet he's got um, an experience though with the sorts of people who uh you know tie their flag to this and then die on that hill man like John Mack, even though for us, of a lot of people like us, he's a legend. Um, another was he Harvard or Yale? I can't remember. But he was, um, I think he was Harvard. Harvard. I think he was yeah, Harvard. And he, Harvard. he kept his tenure and stuff, but behind his back, like um, by all accounts, like the general public and the other academics in his field were laughing at him. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. and that's the bare truth of it. But the guy obviously was a very intelligent man. That's the idea. The idea that you you tie your flag to it and just go, "This is real," like. I can see why he's not. Mm-hmm. No, I can see that, but it's. I think. I think that the thing that kind of twinged me a bit was when he said that he doesn't believe in government conspiracies. He didn't, he didn't even say UFO. Oh, right, yeah. You know, like there's there's evidence of like you know Watergate, Pentagon Papers, Iran Contra. Like, there's real conspiracies oh, happen all the time. Like, that's not something that's really very controversial. But I do. I, I want. I want to say that it's because he hasn't really looked into the involvement of the U.S. government over a seventy-year period because it just feels to me like he he's putting a lot of trust, a lot of trust in what he's being told. Uh, the U.S. government's knowledge is and uh, as a patriot, know, the, uh, as yeah, being patriotic. That's kind of what he, I suppose he's going to have to do, yeah. For as sure. a representative of this body and to get the data, because like I suppose, because if he's not just presenting hard data, which he says is coming from a uh, sources like the U.S. government, and if you can't trust the U.S. government, who can you trust? Yeah, like really, <laughs> that's the, what the hard science is pretty much going to have to say. And because really, you can't say, well, it might all be lies, yeah. I don't, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't expect him to like you know freak out on my interview and start saying that the U.S. government is hiding all this stuff. Like I was, I was well, never expecting be. him to say that. But I, 
I think no, no, no I that's think not what I'm I, I just mean that like I just mean that it's sort of you got to hedge your bets in this stuff because spe- unless you're, in, you're an experiencer or whatever like um because otherwise it is it's like you don't want to be that guy do you who in five years time kind of like it's like oh what happened to that guy oh he, he ended up coming out and doing his group and now no one wants to have a yeah. lecture anymore yeah, or, yeah. but you know yeah. that's not that's that that's not the um that's not what i'm seeing happening there is there is genuinely a, a growing increase in open engagement from the academic community the scientific community i mean that was it was great seeing eric weinstein sit down with hal Puttoff because i just felt i felt like i don't know if you guys have seen that interview but oh, it was yeah. definitely interesting just kind of watching him grapple with the responses from from hal Puttoff and uh, realizing that this guy isn't a moron like he isn't an idiot he knows how to speak the lingo that eric weinstein knows how to speak and suddenly this guy is telling him that there are programs and there are there is maybe hidden science and hidden like that was fascinating to me and i think that people like eric being engaged i've said this like loads but it's it, he's continuing to stay in the game so i think that people like him are going to push it out and the galileo project is probably going to push it out and well that's uh, a thing I, though they said that was a thing and sorry to interrupt you but they said that like fine. that was the thing that they were going to do that they're going to reach out to the academics to get them involved yep, yep. and it's in like uh, lex friedman said it um who was yeah. the other guy um besides uh, sam, harris. sam, sam harris. harris they all said that we've been con- contacted by some people's in the government yeah, well, uh, to let us know that this is real and ask us to help bring it out literally we can sam, go back and sam, pull those things sam up harris right? sam harris was saying that he had like a zoom meeting with like a bunch of i think both former and active members of the us got like senior level uh representation as well so i mean like sam harris seemed to have got a, br- a pretty decent sit down and talk to about this subject but he hasn't been as vocal as eric uh about it he seems to have kind of stepped back from it which is weird i i, I thought uh, sam, i i think they're all pegs in the hole they're trying to fill so sam harris yeah. is going to be the consciousness guy we're going to teach about meditation and how you can talk to these things with your mind hey, and maybe, eric weinstein's going to be the guy that tells you how the physics works behind all of this shit. and then you know nolan is going to come out and say look at this metal does this shit." and like john luke i mean tipped me onto this a long time ago it's like they have this book and they need to figure in all these cast of characters. They're like, all right, we need a military guy. Okay, check Lou Elizondo. We need the former senator, you know, intelligent. Oh, get Chris Mellon. We need that guy. Oh, we, we need some scientists. Get the scientists. We need some scientists. We need some artsy people. Let's get some artsy people. Let's get, you know, they're like making this menagerie of all these people that they're going to try to bring together and go, we're, we're going to, oh, yeah. we're going to satisfy every single one of the demographics for the hippies are going to be cool with it. The peace people are going to be cool with it. The war people are going to be cool with it the politician like they're doing it man they're, that's just what's going on i don't know how you satisfy all of those groups at once i don't know how you satisfy all of them at once. it's just slow it takes time you cover a small percentage of each demographic and that small percentage of each demographic as it spreads gets more and more big you know bigger and bigger and and you see it happening because there is this narrative and this is the narrative that's being presented in congress meetings by six degrees of separate separation to the nexium cult <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Like the process church. It's, it's like, but it's true. And this is this is this is the Porsche that's that's making it to government. And this is the one that you're seeing in the newspapers. You're not seeing any of the other stuff. Like, and that's because that's it's worked. It's gone across that demographic. That's why Avi Loeb has has joined the Galileo project. That's why Tom DeLong, the rock star, started TTSA. That is because. I don't know, man. I don't want to be the guy screaming. It's this reason, but I strongly believe that, that this is probably the case. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? 
Yeah. 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 I got a good, I got a good rash of feeling behind that too. And, and I don't want, and I'm not saying it's for a, a <laughs> negative reason. I'm not saying this for like a negative. <laughs> I'm not saying this for like a Very negative good. reason though. <laughs> yeah. With the, it's yeah. Pigs can fly. It's a thing that happens, but you know, like seriously, I mean, like I think that maybe at some point they used along or DeLong was a big part of it to say, this is how we get this out here and make you guys not look like assholes and still get it out. And, and I think that, <laughs> you know, that's the way it works. Imagine it's, um, you know, imagine it is going down that route of the whole kind of, let's get it out. So, I mean, so if we go with what the narrative is from that side of things, from America, what's going into the government, the people representing that, um, that's a great look, Jay. I wish I could do that, man. You but can. It's, it's currently, <laughs> was it currently that there's another type of human that there's possibly reptiles, yeah? Is that right? I don't know. I haven't been following that track well, because I feel it, like it's it, a dirty it, trap and I don't want to go down it. And that's just you, you go, you, You'll know more about this, won't you, little Bo Peep? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, please. <laughs> so, do you know uh, you know that chap um uh John John Ramirez? Oh yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well. So he is he like kind of on is he is he legitimate? I don't I haven't been following it. So is well, he part um, of like Lou and that one? <clears throat> is he part of what? Lou's team. Is he like did Lou and those guys know him? Are they sort well, of like he no, he he's he uh I think Jim Semivan knows him because they're both CIA. Um but he's yeah he's legit he's legit uh the, th- the thing is i i can't i can't put out like the the things that he sent me just because some of it's sensitive uh, career information but he said he sent me like all of his background information that i would need to be satisfied oh. that he's legit um you know like I kind of his he's uh, legit. yeah like i'm just i'm just interested like because you know he's legit say he's legit and then say lose legit and but but uh john ramirez talks about reptilians yeah is that right? Yeah. So he he think he thinks that there is a hybridization thing that's been going on for you know thousands of years. Like I, I, he does believe that there is probably some uh, extraterrestrial uh, involvement in our early hominid uh, you know genetic manipulation and and where we how we progress evolutionarily. So I think I think that he's not he's not saying I'm CIA and I'm telling you that we're reptile hybrids. He's not saying yeah, that. No, no, some, no, pe- no. some people are conflating it. He he very much he, he always says when he says that kind of thing and he said it in the presentation when we when we talked about it that this is just his own opinion it's his own speculation just based on putting pieces together and and coming to his own personal conclusion that he thinks that there is some sort of reptilian contingent involved in you know long-term genetic manipulation of, of the human species so i mean the thing is you know you look back throughout history and all the reptilian symbology oh, and yeah, all of the yeah, kind of, snakes you know the, yeah. the, the snake in the garden of eden giving us the apple of knowledge and and you know all of these very strange things about how rept and the dna sequence being the two reptile you know the two snakes intertwined mm-hmm. there's a lot of different things that point towards it in symbolic suggestive ways through throughout historical culture so i mean i, I get mm-hmm. i get why he has these feelings and he also seems to have uh you know information that i don't think he's willing to talk about that has that has further informed him but he's 
he's putting out a present he's he's currently making a presentation pretty much dedicated to this idea of hybridization um and I'm, I'm hoping to get him back on uh when he's when he's got that ready and we'll go through that presentation because you know the, the first one he did was great and it's it's, mm. it's actually I the most him, right? I, I really liked it yes yeah, it's, yeah. it's the it most interesting video stuff. on my channel at this point well i i mean yeah i mean for me it's kind of like I don't know, when you sort of start putting it together in terms of the narrative that's being given out from the ex-CIA chaps and the ex- and I don't know, the, the various three-letter agency types, but if they all start to tie together and there's a common thread, I just wondered if, the, if there was, because like, like I say, I haven't really been following it that much. But well, there is in the terms of Lou Elizondo was talking about DNA hiding. Somebody put it together and I think that he was talking, you know, following the bread crumbs. It was like he was, Lou was talking about DNA would be a place to hide, you yeah, know, yeah. to hide whatever, you know, or yeah, have a message encoded. And, and at one yeah. time early on, he said that, how would you, you, how would you be able to, it was some, I'm paraphrasing, but basically he was like, what if all of a sudden we woke up and found out that some people that are in our own communities are not like us and how would we treat that? Like that was one of yeah, those things. You guys yeah. remember what I'm talking about where he said that in one of those? Yeah. Interviews? Yeah. I remember, I remember and he said, mm -hmm. he said a few things about this and you know, about how one of the most compelling um, signatures for an extraterrestrial intelligence could be encoded within our DNA. And I, I think that's a very, you know, I've, I've heard this crop up a few times recently, the fact that there's so much quote unquote junk DNA um, yeah, yeah. You know, they just kind of disregard it. Oh, yeah, we don't really know what that does. It must be just junk DNA. No, I, I think that that's DNA that's maybe dormant, waiting to be unlocked, waiting to be utilized in a certain way. We just don't know how it works. We, we, we just don't know how it works. So maybe maybe that's the part of that uh, mystery is if we can unravel what's going on with the so-called junk DNA, maybe we discover a little bit more about uh, the human genetic lineage and, and our story. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, say, he said it a few times. He's hinted a few times, but I don't think that John Ramirez is part of like quote unquote the Lou Chris Jim crew. Like he's not someone to my knowledge that has been like heavily connected with those guys. He's, he did say that at one point him and Lou were working in the same office, like the same building, but the, mm. they never met each other. He just knows now uh, based on what Lou said that they've, they were once working in the same building and must have, must have crossed paths in you know the canteen or something but he didn't know lou and lou didn't know john so um you know he's john john's a cool guy man he's, he's in my discord chat he's he's one of the guys that's in my uh, patreon uh, discord chat and uh he's because he, he's he's very clued in with the whole consciousness side of this he's very much into the whole consciousness side um so that that always scores points of me um but people i don't know like some people have said oh you know he's cia you can't trust the word he says but i i, I really don't understand um that that sentiment because if you listen to what he's saying i mean especially if you listen to the presentation that he did with me he's just providing like what can you can research everything he's saying in the presentation about the way that the u.s intelligence community operates and all the different programs blah 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 like he's just giving you a, a legitimate overview of how the intelligence community operates and then gives you some hypothetical scenarios of how they may handle ufos and then he speculates at the end about what he thinks might be the truth. And none of that comes off as suspicious to me. He's not saying like, look, the reptilians are taking over the world and they've been embedding themselves. You know, he's not saying that stuff. So I, I actually think that he's one of the, uh, one of the more credible people to emerge out of the intelligence community over the years. Okay. Yeah, that's cool, man. No, it's interesting. Like, cause like I said, there's so many things to follow up on. Um, so I always get stuck into the history. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's easier to, to, to track that down because the, the present stuff's always changing so fast and stay on top of it.
Speaking it's of history, uh, did you guys see that whole Who is Lou documentary? Who is Lou? <laughs> Who is Lou? I saw it had been taken down. Uh, yeah, yeah, it had been taken down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they took it down. I watched, I have to admit, right, I watched like 20 minutes of it and then i was just okay, like stop, okay, I just stop kept... fucking saying who is lou like yeah, I just who is lou? I was, i'm so tired of you saying this shit like what was you, the conclusion then who's lou fuck i don't know i don't think they had one i, I don't think they I, don't know, get it. I couldn't watch the whole thing either i couldn't but still i it just no, went to the no. it just went on and on and on and i mean on, like but... you know if the like no offense to the guys that made it but if the production value was a little better i might have hung around for longer but i was just getting to the point where i was like i think i've heard who is lou 20 times now and i'm not <laughs> going to get that out of my head so i've got to i've got to get rid of this now so well, it I worked whatever they were doing it, yeah, but certainly, <laughs> certainly caused up a little bit of a storm on twitter didn't it certainly uh, yeah, kicked the hornet's yeah. nest a little bit well i mean it's though somebody did is just dig through public record searches of like this guy forever and like then then just make some baseless claims based on publicly related yeah. searches well this well that, well, but you could draw your own conclusions on anything. Like, yeah. hey, I went to this high school, and that high school, you know, blew up. And oh, did yeah. I do it? Probably, since I was part of this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Who is Lou? <laughs> I had a horse, yeah. and it died, and yeah. I killed it. I was me. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, none of this shit makes any sense. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I. I I don't know, man. I don't but, know. But but it's, I think uh, the 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 heart of the thing maybe makes sense in the relate. And I'm trying to tie it back to what you're talking about, Ramirez and like the XCA guys and stuff. It's like, well, how do we? I mean, e even if you presented somebody had a squeaky clean, like everybody's like, here's everything I've ever yeah. done in my entire life. Oh, and I work for the CA. Somebody would be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with being suspicious of these types of people you've got no, to right, do right. some like research you've got to do your due diligence and you've got to come to your own conclusion but i mean you know it's 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 like has lou done anything that outwardly makes me worried about who he is no but is he a counterintelligence officer <laughs> that works for the US. Yes. Well, okay. Well, maybe there's maybe some maybe some things there that I need to just be cautious with and and, mm -hmm. and not fully just embrace everything that's said by someone who has a counterintelligence portfolio. You know, I, I always there go, go. Back to this whole thing of like we're we're quite happy to uh, to hang Richard Doty out to dry because he's a counterintelligence guy, which is <laughs> understandable because he's been proven to have spread misinformation, but lose a counterintelligence guys so why don't we yeah. maybe just well, treat that with a little a little level of skepticism like you know i i don't i don't have a, an issue with him but i just think that some people need to just step back a little bit sometimes and and, and go all right well can we 100 trust what he's saying i mean you know recently and i'm not trying to take a dig at the guy but recently he promoted that sun article the article in uh it was about an nsa <laughs> document yeah, it yeah. was it, yeah i know well it was it was like a, it was a it was an article from the sun and from for our american listeners and for other people who aren't in the uk the sun is what we call a shit rag so it's just like a, it's like an absolute terrible uh newspaper that was it became popular because for about well for years on page three it just had <laughs> so like you know it's 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 it, not a reputable like source of journalism and i think that if you're going to just haphazardly <laughs> quote the sun and say that the nsa has the alien communication document you need to really vet that article before you start promoting it so it's little things i like don't really know like, much about this man like what's the <laughs> Also, oh, like, <laughs> I gotta get a couple copies of this. If there's tits on page three, in, uh, I'm all in. in. Yeah, so in, um, in, it's in like, recent, I guess it's recent... you're talking about it's like, it's like, it's like us 
quoting the National Enquirer. Yeah. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so but what, what happened was Lou Elizondo was on, a, on an interview recently with Jimmy Church, and he said, oh, well, you know, have you seen this... Uh, this document that got posted out by the sun in, in the UK. And it was this headline about how there was an NSA document and it was talking about ET communication. And anyway, John Greenwald from the black vault kind of handled it and broke down on how this wasn't really what it was saying it was. And, you know, it, was, it, it basically the article was being pretty disingenuous, but it was the fact that he just referenced that as if it was the reputable source. It's like, dude, that was a, that's a newspaper <laughs> that teenagers used to jack off behind hedges in, but you know, like, <laughs> It's, well, it's 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 like know, hustler it's, it's like hustler or something like in that in this you country know? It's, it's so unpopular with people <laughs> right it, they can't even sell it in the entire city of liverpool right yeah yeah the whole of liverpool is bound of the liverpool. Sun. <laughs> yeah it was for serious reasons man like there was a massive uh, stadium crushing hillsborough um back in the 90s loads of people died mm. and it, apparently it was the cops' fault, man. Like they, they kind of like lot and the, the officials. They kind of didn't get the gates open in time, and everyone was rammed in and blah blah blah. But they tried to cover it up and blame it on the opposition team, Liverpool, who were playing mm. Sheffield at Hillsborough. Uh, so they went, yeah, it was the Liverpool fans. They caused all the and it went on for years, man. All these people died, and they blamed yeah. the Liverpool fans, and it was the yeah. Sun who pushed that. So Liverpool won't, they won't even sell the newspapers in their yeah, show. They won't sell the newspaper. <laughs> plus, plus they got, because um, uh, it's, it's Rupert Murdoch. Is it still Rupert Murdoch that owns The Sun? Uh, I, I don't know, man, but yeah, probably. It's yeah. like just a rag, yeah. not a rag. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know what's it, it, weird? I just thought about this, that the guy that had, that ran, that started the National Choir in the United States and, and owned it and ran it was an ex- intelligence officer for the government and <laughs> i'm not joking he was and he was and he was funded by the government i, I swear i found this yeah, at one point was, and yeah, it, it was yeah. it was yeah it was like a deal like I, I remember reading this whole entire thing about the guy who started it and funded it was intelligence and, and somehow it had links back to the intelligence community in america uh, for all kinds of different stuff believe it or not yeah, it's crazy it's nuts in it like do you know a lot of this stuff as well like when you just do the little bit of searching, you find it always seems to happen. Oh, they were in Navy intelligence, were they? Oh, another one. Like, Jesus Christ, is everybody in America employed by naval intelligence? I don't know. It's like every single story. No. Oh, you may have had a brief spell in naval intelligence. You may have thought my naval oh, you intelligence. Know, as like, you do. As everybody's you do. in naval intelligence. Yeah. You were naval intelligence, John. No, I'm not. I promise. <laughs> and if I am, they're not, they haven't told me yet. <laughs> All right. Okay. Soon. <laughs> soon i haven't got there yet oh man <laughs> intelligence not not happening no uh, uh no uh no but you do i i don't intelligence. know intelligence yeah that's that's putting it in there isn't it I, I don't uh it's amazing that you can do the things that you can do the thing that got me was i took intelligence analysis in college right it was a course i took for my degree and the thing that that really struck me was uh, about how um this is the kind of way I kind of uh, frame things now when I see them and I didn't really get this, but they, they explained, okay, the way they, the, the, some of the bigger crime organizations trafficked large amounts of narcotics across the United States state lines is there's a three car system. And I didn't know any of this before I got this. There's one car in the front 
that's got somebody in it that's maybe got uh, you know some some tickets maybe some bad records maybe these people these guys have to do something because they're being forced to by some kind of crime syndicate or whatever and these guys are in the front they're the front car and they're going if the speed limit's 70 they're doing like 110 they're going right they're going as fast as they possibly can right it's just to draw the cops to go pick those guys up the yeah. car in the middle is like some old older people people you wouldn't even reckon even think about they've got clean records you wouldn't even know a lot of times they're being blackmailed somebody's got kidnapped their family something like that whatever right they're in the middle car in like a van or whatever packed full of drugs they're going down the lines if by some reason that car gets picked up by the police there's a car behind them with the guys with the guns these are the guys yeah. that don't you know what i mean with that are the hardened hardened guys that you don't even know exist right they just will roll up and just shoot the cops as soon as they pull over the other car and kill everybody and then just keep going so Seriously. the cartel, the cartels are so scary like it's such a it's I, I, i've watched quite a few different little documentaries and it, it's it's such a it's so weird because it's so deeply embedded within legal structures as well that you wouldn't think it was like it's just like the cartel is like a little weird transnational government thing you know it's, <laughs> it's got so many links to the intelligence community and it's got so oh, there are yeah. there are you know there are decisions made to keep cartels in power because it's a strategic decision over a long amount of time and you know you've got these kind of issues where it's like right well we'll we'll let this kingpin survive for now because we're looking for this person instead right right, right. and so they you know they like they let them thrive in certain areas and they let them, mm -hmm. it's it's such a terrifying thing man like, yeah, yeah but, you, but like nobody knows nobody. about that and then what i think about that is like that whole analogy you could use for like anything that we see like i always talk about like what are they not trying to pay attention to but like everybody's yeah, paying yeah. attention to that car doing 110 like whoa wow you know nobody cares about the old people in the car in the middle and you're yeah. maybe skeptical about the one back there but that's the one you maybe should be worrying about right like that's how i feel well, like how intelligence analysis broke it down you know I think that analogy fits really well with the royal family stuff. <laughs> like the royal family, like the old dudes trundling down yeah. in front of them are the hoons, the, the criminals, the people living in the ghettos and so on. And it won't be us <laughs> because we're the royals. <laughs> like, but really, it's them. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's true. And they'd have some cop uh, and some bad men behind them to shoot the cops when they start yeah, to get a bit yeah, close to yeah. them. Oh, the yeah, same yeah, analogy. Yeah, and you see a game played out. It's wild. Babs, would you mind closing this I, I, It blows my mind that in 2022 we have a monarchy. Like, it blows my mind. I don't understand yeah, it man. either. I really don't. I'm just like, do you think it's just because of Disney? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got to sell the movies yeah. and to the kid, like the girls need to know oh, the princesses. And I, I don't I think, know. I think, I think it's just the fact that England is very old and we have very, very old laws and rules and systems. And they've, they've been in place for so long that it's just very hard to change these things. I think that when the queen dies, I have a feeling that um, things will kind of collapse around the royal family a bit once the queen dies, because uh, I just don't yeah, think, think so people too. have the well, same. What about all the other monarchs, though? Well, I just don't think people have the same level of affection. Even even the <laughs> older generations, I don't think they have the same level of affection as they did for Elizabeth, you know, the queen. She's been the I've, queen for uh, almost like, you know, well, what, like 80 years, 90 years or something crazy. But doesn't, doesn't like Denmark and other other people, don't other countries have fucking royalty? Yeah, I can't, yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Like, so you got like um, the royal family of, what's it, what is it? You know, Denmark or something? Monaco. Like Denmark. Denmark. And, yeah, yeah, got, yeah. Like, a few yeah. of them. There's a few of them. Yeah, um, but but thing with the royals is the fact that nowadays there's there's the internet and there's people who actually can do some research and read and actually find this stuff out. Like 
prior to the internet, it was just what the news told you and what was printed in yeah. books. And that was mm-hmm. all that these people were gods, yeah? And that yeah. they were now, yeah, now, yeah, now the you divine can go, right you can go, oh, oh, they really did kill Princess Diana. Holy shit. Or <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you just follow it down and just be like, oh my God, it's disgusting. Disgusting, yeah. Like it really would be if they would if, if there were a family living on your estate, you'd be like, I don't want the like, near them. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't even want my dog near them. It's a lovely area. Just be careful of the Windsors. Very dodgy looking back. Yeah, I know, that's it. Big Nana Windsor's out the front, yeah. Andrew, I told you stop messing with them girls. Why did you get down the shop and get me some fags, you stupid bastard? That's how it'd be if they were like working class, yeah. Oh, shut up, yeah. I'll talk to Bobby, PC, whatever. Yeah, I've got some friends down at the police station. We'll take care of it. No problem. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's yeah, totally just, but then uh, yeah. stick them in a crown and put some gold around them, and it's like, yeah, do what you want, baby. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all just, yeah, it's all just pumping <laughs> the man. Keeps people. But same thing with the Pope, right? I mean, you got to get to go back to yeah. that thing. It's like, how did that happen? Like, how oh, is my, it still God, happening? I, I am the one person <laughs> that speaks to God for all of you. You can trust yeah. me. I don't don't worry about how you communicate with your divine intuition. <laughs> I'm going to do that for you, and uh, and then and then that's how it works. Oh, and you pay me money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, t- I talked about this in the do when I was talking to Duane, but they, like I saw this thing was like a blurb. It was like, oh, the the Vatican was upset because they lost a billion dollars in 2020 because of the pandemic. I was like a a billion dollars, yeah. like upset what? about like. Like oh, people didn't show up and hand them a billion dollars. It's like yeah, it's okay. They don't, they literally own everything, right? Like more land than any other. I think it was I researched it one time. They own more land everywhere on the planet than every other country combined, if that's possible. Um, right. It's basically yeah. like I was uh, something recently I was watching. It's true. It's like the the Holy Roman Empire became the Holy Roman Church. So they went from being emperors. Uh, to be being priests it was Mm -hmm. just a transition with the same level of control the same level of all this but just a different name a different way of doing things and so it's that idea that really all that we're under is exactly the same thing the old school roman empire yeah and and it's continued like that forever you know like have have, have you guys um sorry go on go on no it's just and then with the royals and stuff like you got this concept that you know, they broke away and we've got the Protestant British Isles with the Church of England that, you know, it's all bullshit because it all rubs along together. These people are all working, going to the same meetings and the same agendas and, you know, you know, you know, it's true. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One of my, um, one of my favorite lectures with Terence McKenna is one where he outlines, outlines his own uh, theory for what would have happened if Jesus hadn't have existed and the Roman Catholic Empire had never come into existence and how, um, you know, the, the kind of the technologies of the Greeks, like the Greco-Egyptian uh, mystery schools and philosophies were never destroyed by the Roman, because it was the Roman Catholics that burned down the Library of Alexandria and basically mm. wiped out so much of that ancient knowledge. And what would have happened if they had been allowed to progress um, w- with the rate that they were at that time without this sudden wipeout of the knowledge basis that we had before the before the Roman Catholics? And it was this really interesting, you know, kind of hypothesis around how we would probably be a lot more advanced if we hadn't have had this sudden 
uh, intrusion with this gigantic, you know, cult of people that destroyed knowledge and, and burned down buildings and burned down books and and, and took away all of this uh, knowledge from the Greco-Egyptian cultures, and uh, it was it was really interesting. After trying to find it, it was it was. Uh, it was one of those one of those lectures where he kind of took it to the UFO issue. It went it went from, you know, this is how this is how this the, the flying saucer people are the ones from the other Earth that didn't have this issue that we had, <laughs> and they they managed to get all of that lovely evolution without any problems, and they're the ones flying into our hyperspace and uh, you know inspecting. Oh, this is the Earth where they didn't do that. Oh, look, they're still yeah. really back. <laughs> you know? Well, I think like what Walter was telling me too, and and you get it from Pasol and from other sources that the, all that shit really didn't get burned. I mean, the shit they didn't want people to have tr well, yeah, true, but all of it is like yeah, under yeah. the Vatican, right? They just shoved yeah, it underneath there. How crazy, how crazy is it that the Vatican has a, basically a confidential, like a vast confidential archive that you can't access? Five miles. Point. It's five miles like, underground. Five, five miles. Five miles oh. worth of historically sequestered information. How is that even from all over the planet? All over the planet, not just like how, Europe, how not is that like okay. everywhere. How is that? I mean, okay. the fact that you've got like public knowledge, like you know, stuff like the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Qumran Scrolls, um, some of the sort of books that holy books that some Christian sects have taken on as being part of the Bible for them, and right. a lot of the major churches have said we don't want anything to do with it. But a lot of that stuff points to the fact that modern christianity and how we know it, it's just a lie man mm -hmm. <laughs> it's pretty sad I reckon, yeah i reckon they got straight just... up alien shit straight up alien shit in those archives well, like so, something that would be like 100 percent there was intervention from extraterrestrials in our history i reckon that is in those archives 100 I, I think that the the ability the psychic stuff would be more prevalent yeah. in them yeah like, mm -hmm. uh, I, like i know you know the idea that because I know in the Qumran scroll, scrolls, like they found them in the 50s or 60s, maybe. Mm -hmm. But in that, they're literally like going, you know, it's it's like Sufism. It's like um, personal meditation. There is no churches. There is no, you know, we're all equal. We're all, you know, it's completely it's like different to how you would have seen it. The, the same scenes, way, that, yeah. The same thing where you're, you're some you some of that basis. A, yeah, you just need the. the you're the only connection well, to divinity. You don't need the intermediary kind of. Well, well, one of the stories in one of those books, and these are the, these are apparently le legitimate, but you can read about them. Like the, the brotherhood of light, I think they were called against the brotherhood of darkness. So they literally believed that they were fighting a war of light against darkness on earth. It's pretty crazy stuff. And this stuff doesn't feature in our battle. Like this, we're talking about a literal battle here. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So when you start reading about it, and like, and this is the stuff they leave out, unless you're in some sort of uh, Ethiopian Christian sect. Because I know that they kept a lot of that stuff like... Oh, I forgot about the, the, yeah. Stuff, yeah. the Ethiopian yeah. stuff. So, that whole sect did do that. I forgot. Yeah. So, uh, and, you know, the Ethiopians believe they're one of the 12 tribes of Judah. Uh, mm -hmm. I, th I think that's how it goes, isn't it? Um, yeah. So mm -hmm. the, idea, the idea that they've got a, a genetic bloodline straight back to the sons of nowhere. Um, yeah, it's wild, man. So, but they believe all that stuff, and so do other countries, man, and other churches. Uh, yeah, it's, it's wild. It's wild. Like, but we cho we've chosen to disregard a lot of that stuff, and it's w probably way more accurate than a lot of things that got put into the New Testament <laughs> historically. Yeah. Can you go see? Oh, what's this? I was I was digging around in uh, CIA's little foyer library, and um, 
I found this document that was about um, Russian ESP research in the 1960s and just how far ahead they were in comparison to America. Excuse me. And uh, mm -hmm. it's it's super, dude. It's a super interesting little article. Um, this guy, Professor Douglas Dean, had gone out to Russia and some of the some of the points that he says that they they've achieved like he says that they can now show that plants know when rain is coming hours in advance um mm. can demonstrate that when part of an organism is cut away its life force remains in an eerie phantom form and they've managed to photograph the phantom um it can make pictures we can make pictures of the energy lines between people who are in telepathic communication with each other um it's really, it's, it's, I was going, I've been falling down this rabbit hole ever since I decided to take another look at uh, Curlian photography. Oh, right. Uh, which right. Is the whole, yeah. The whole idea of like uh, photographing the aura, like the, the kind of electronic, uh, the electric coronal discharge around people's bodies. But um, yeah. Oh, you like, know, I did see that. that. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of stuff. There's, um, I fell down that rabbit hole because after we were talking to Warner and we got into that whole DNOS thing, I kind of went on a, which is that electric thing that you put on your body and actually like heals you, you know, it's like the handle. I bought that thing and it works. I'm not bullshitting you. It, no it literally, it literally works. Like my dad has had, Wait, what's, it, what's it supposed to do? Explain it's called, this? it's called a DNOS. It's like a, it's like the size of a, a remote control for your television. And it, and it basically, it senses your electrical signals in your body where, you know, your brain to the rest of your body. And it, it and it it reads it and it tells you where you know you put it on your arm and it and it, to give a reading and it basically tells you where the signals are are wrong because it's like a conductor right if you have something between two things and and if there's broken connections in between the you won't get what you're putting in you won't get the same output so what it does is it senses that it readjusts the frequency and says oh you need this and then it puts electricity back into your body via this device and it can re connects that whole brain body chemistry uh electrical system and like heals your body he said the, wow. the cosmonauts would only take that one thing up with them to outer space they wouldn't take drugs or anything else they would just take this thing and they would oh, heal seriously? their bodies with it yeah so like i was like okay bullshit but my dad's had like four back surgeries and he's I, been I in wish, constant I pain forever and he uses it i bought it for him and he's been using it and he's like this is the first time in like 40 years i don't have pain Oh man, I wish I'd known about that before I, uh, I interviewed uh, Timofey Igorov again because I spoke to him. Like, oh about yeah, uh, he, he's a trainer of Russian cosmonauts, so I reckon he'd probably be able to confirm if they use that device and the uh, DNAS. It's called the DNAS, yeah. but 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 I'm sorry, side, but that's really interesting because I started going down that hole, and there's like a whole, and I can't remember, but I have it in my research that uh, there's a whole Russian um, uh, straight up peer-reviewed science on the Carillion photography, but now they have it where you can just buy it. And it's a video though. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a webcam yeah, yeah, device yeah. and like all these that's, things. That's and you can it, just that's like, what it says in, that's what it says in that document. And that's from the 1960s that they had a <laughs> video, like they, they had a full video that the, uh, the guy was amazed to see it because it was like a actual motion picture of someone's aura changing color in real time. And that was in the 1960s. So you can imagine now you can go on the just, internet and buy it for yourself right now that the Russians yeah. sell this thing that you can do yeah. that. And, and, so and what, the, like, what the hell do they have in the black world? <laughs> what is going on? in the yeah, battle yeah. listening to my oh. dreams <laughs> you know like Putin, putin's just got a remote control he can just <laughs> flick through every westerner's dream like some batman shit maybe <laughs> Man, that's why i, I keep thinking about putin all the time I <laughs> that Biden. picture of him on the horse without his top 
<laughs> Bosoms just all out. Yeah, uh, that's it. Well, he's, he's made it. You know what? I don't know if it's a tactic. It might be a tactic. If it is, well done. Because he's very, he's he's very much managed to convince the younger Western generation that he's badass out of memes, like all these memes <laughs> riding, riding on bears and shit. Like you know, there's all of these memes of Putin yeah, being a badass, like he has, you know, he has on a bear in the winter judo master. Like, yeah, like yeah. all this shit, oh, and it's like good. I wonder. Like, I it... wonder if that's been actually created. It had to have been. Fuck yeah. Well, what about his? What about his biker mates? His, um, oh. the yeah, Hell's it's... Angels he rolls with. Yeah, well, the they won't call themselves Hell's Angels, but yeah. well, the uh, the Night Wolves. Well, he, he right. rolls with them, man. Oh, he's massive. The bike. Night Wolves. The Night Wolves. The yeah. Night Wolves. Somebody told somebody told me that that Putin is, and I don't believe I haven't done my research, but somebody straight up told me that Putin is literally one of the richest men on the planet. Yeah, that makes sense. Like on the underground, like it's all hidden in with a bunch of different stuff. It's not like in his name. It's all hidden within a bunch of stuff. But he's like possibly the most the richest man on the planet. Well, I mean, you know, Russia's Russia's oil and oil and gas, and and that guy runs all of that. You know, he'll have all sorts of little uh, you know shares in in pretty much every oil and gas venture in Russia. And then outside of that, numerous other business interests. So I mean, you know, there he is. We've, lost, we've lost John Luke. We've, oh, oh, there he is. You yeah. see that? Oh, there we go. Oh, Look wow. at this. See, this is the thing, though. He's so he's so easy to make memes out of being a badass because he actually acts like a badass. <laughs> yeah. Check me out, man. Just a total guy. badass. Like him. Yeah. And like, look, have you see those guys with him a lot, man. Yeah, that guy a, isn't that guy brother. some kind of weird esoteric Woo! thing too? Jean Luc isn't doesn't that guy? Yeah, yeah. He's look at this dude's to... chopper, man! Look at his bike! Oh my god! I know. He's wow. called this guy's called the he's called the surgeon. The surgeon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> of course he's they, called that. My name is the surgeon. Tra- these guys travel like the Baltics and yeah, Slavic man. countries, and they spread the word of like. Badass Russia <laughs> orthodoxy, yeah. It's like, <laughs> which wild. this is like a definitely an American thing that they just ripped off, right? Like this whole thing goes back to the fifties, like greaser punk, you know, like biker guys from the fifties in America. They've just like oh, you know hamstringed it and took it over to there. I think that like I know that in because you don't well there is there is biker gangs in in Great Britain. It's so small and condensed here. It's pretty hard for them to operate. But like yeah. um, I know when you go over to Europe, like Germany and Sweden and places like that, they've got a big biker thing going on over into Poland and into Eastern Europe oh, and into yeah, Russia. Yeah. So because they've got a place just to roll, like you know, it's that it's like when I was living in Australia, man. There's a lot of bikers there, yeah. It just fits that, like America. Yeah. It fits mm. that environment, yeah. doesn't it? It's like you can, yeah. you, if you want to be a rolling stone and you want to do what you want, you can do it. You can't I do mean, that in Britain because, um, like, you'd roll down the road and you'd be in the next town within ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that, is, that is true, but my, my a, mate, a mate of mine actually did have a run-in with a British charter of um, Hell's Angels because he uh, he he was the manager of a cocktail bar <laughs> in London called LCC London Cocktail Club, and um, they had like a few different lccs around london and this one was in shoreditch and it was a biker recreate it was it was like a recreation of like a biker den you know and they had all this kind Mm. of like harley davisons and um but what they had done is they used a, a real british hell's angels charter logo on the front of the building oh and um 
yeah like me, me and my mate had gone down there to just you know see our friend who was the guy that was the manager of the of the place and he was telling us this story about how the other week these two like these two or three guys had come down because it was like a, it was an underground bar so they come down into this place it was pretty empty and they they asked for the manager <clears throat> and they were like proper like leathered up patches all over their jackets big burly beards type of guys and uh you know they asked to speak to the manager which is our mate patrick and uh you know when he when he came to them they were like listen you've got to you've got to take that um you've got to take that sign off of the front of your building because that's our actual patch logo that's an official patch logo and uh there's about 20 lads up there that aren't as patient as us and <laughs> <laughs> you, refuse, you refuse to do it we're going to come back tomorrow and we're going to we're going to completely destroy your fucking bar so like you know they, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, these like three leaders of some british charter of the hell's angels came down and basically gave this dude an ultimatum to change it they changed it pretty bloody quick <laughs> I bet they did. <laughs> apparently the hell's angels are really like litigious yeah like they've got like strong legal back back in because yeah, man. they've they've got the you know that font they use for the Hell's Angels and all that, yeah? Like, that, they've got that copyrighted trademark. So if you try and even <laughs> use the font and make it look... That's why you have to use a slightly different font if you want to make a kind of biker-looking patch. That's crazy. Oh, and I know that... Yeah, the hardcore, yeah? Like, um, yeah. I know that when, when I lived in Oz, my brother-in-law, he uh, his little storage unit he had was down in sort of like an industrial area. And the unit next to him was a biker hangout. So you had like his place where he was storing like electrical goods and insulation tape and stuff. Yeah. And like, and then across the way you had a place storing like food sauce, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And then you had a biker clubhouse. <laughs> just right and like, it was just had massive electric gates. Like he had a big logo beautifully made out of Perspex. Like, you know, and I was like, they weren't there when I went there. Like it was just just this biker club that was looked dead because it was twelve o'clock in the midday or whatever. But I guess because mate, when they when they turn up because it's mayhem, yeah, they just they just uh, the gates open, all the bikes turn up. There'll be like hundreds of them, like the unit doors opening, and in they go, doors closed. Just like you know, no one knows what's going on in there. Yeah? <laughs> Real strong presence, and that's like right in the center of you know like yeah, suburban yeah, Melbourne. Uh, Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Crazy have shit. You, right? Have you guys seen? Cool. The, I always uh, wanted to go in. Have you seen the, seen the South Park episode about Harley Harley riders? Mm -mm. No, uh, <laughs> that's really. Funny. I can't talk about it because it's way too way too explicit. But it's, <laughs> yeah, as always, it's a very oh, man, funny, you know my, very funny. My fourteen year old, like, I haven't watched South Park for quite a while now. But, yeah, mate, it is funny oh, as hell. But my fourteen year old the other day we just made a quote straight out of South Park. I was like, "It's interesting to know that quote." <laughs> they started just quite. You can just be straight with me. You've been watching South Park. He goes, oh yeah, I've watched nearly all of it. Yeah, it's been like five thousand seasons. Yeah, like it's like still on. Stuff. It's still on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, still, still putting episodes out. Yeah. Just they up all night. Yeah, yeah. Just like <laughs> respect my authority. Like, <laughs> <laughs> with the glasses is perfect jay you look just <laughs> yeah the cup glasses that's it yeah they've made yeah. they've made a whole yeah they've got new seasons out with like the pandemic like pandemic they're covering mm, yeah. like covid and all that stuff but did you hear yeah. did you hear about the insane money they got given trey and matt parker mm -mm. No. So, i'm not kidding you when i say this like 
it was something to the tune of 900 million that they've been pa- I'm not kidding what? you can I swear to god they got paid like 900 million I think it was by Sony or some massive company to do a huge reboot like new seasons video games like a whole thing like everything films like re redo the franchise but they got paid just a hundred shy of a billion to do this <laughs> what the fuck and you know those guys like in the beginning they're like where'd you get all this idea they're like acid like we just take a bunch of acid and we sit around that's like seriously all their interviews that's what they yeah, say like, have, you seen, have you seen the video of them turning up to the awards ceremony completely swinging on dresses. dresses yeah 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 that's brilliant man i Hang love on, those let me, guys let me let me find this report about it because i swear it was something like 900 million dollars man that's insane. That's just the <laughs> I remember, stupid money. I was, I was asking my son about it. I was like, so is Chef still in it? He was like, no. I was like, oh, yeah, he, he died, didn't he? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, and, but he Chef, was he yeah, Chef wouldn't, because Chef he was a Scientologist. Yeah. Oh, was yeah. it? Oh, I forgot like, Chef was Scientologist. Isaac, Isaac Hayes, who played Chef, was a Scientologist, yeah. and he got pissed with him for taking the piss out of Scientology all the time, oh, and he no left. No way. Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. Wow. he accepted it long enough, and then I think I don't know what pushed him over the edge. It might have been the Tom Scientology Green episode or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't did remember. You, but... Did you hear that that uh, the Scientology? Did you hear how about, um, they asked a put off in that that recent interview we were talking about earlier with uh, Weinstein yeah. about about yeah, yeah. Scientology? And he was just like, "Oh yeah, that was in the seventies." He's like, "I checked it out," and he said some of their. Um, some of their things were, were pretty cool, but then, you know, I, I basically disassociated myself with it. Some of the techniques or something, I can't remember. It was something like that, but he was like, yeah. But then he kind of was like, yeah, we had to keep tabs on all that stuff. And he made it seem like it was like his job or an op or something. You know what I mean? It, it was kind of a weird, like. Well, apparently they always said, oh, hello, what's this? Hang on. Sorry. Oh, and this is the $900 billion. Wow. Can you wow. see it or is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see oh, it. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, so yeah, they software is signed massive new nine hundred million deal with Viacom CBS. What? <laughs> nine hundred million? Jesus, man! Yeah. Like, Seriously, South Park have signed a Just new deal with Viacom. They will pay old- nine hundred million over the next six years. One of the richest deals in TV history. Yeah. What the fuck? Do you think it costs that much to make, like, you know? Ducktail. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> cartoon costs that much money. South Park is a two D animation. There is, are they? They're getting some hush money for something. I think that's some hush money, man. Like probably like. Yeah, don't yeah, talk about yeah, this like, in your next episodes. Don't talk do about it. Do your little jokes at the establishment, but not yeah, at yeah, these yeah. people. Don't, yeah, don't, don't, you bring, don't bring up Maxwell. Don't bring up Epstein. That's it. <laughs> wow. But you're welcome to do what you like to these guys. You never yeah. know, man. It's all part yeah, of the big conspiracy. $900 million, man. What? I'd take it. No shit. I would too. I'd take it too. I'd take it right now. I'd take some of the hard edges off things. Leave <laughs> 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 the old edges of life. Well, you know what? Yeah, That's, you okay. know, when you talk about that kind of money, wasn't Greer talking about like they came to him and they told him they were going to give him like, yeah, like he, he said, said it, he like said yeah, that. yeah, he did say it. they were going to give me five hundred billion or five hundred million dollars or it, something, yeah, right? It, it was it was something outrageous, like a few hundred million, yeah, um, like, like two hundred million dollars yeah. and whatever, and and he didn't he didn't take it. Well, this is, this is, <laughs> yeah, like he, he was i know i know it's like everyone everyone looks at him as the greedy guy and apparently he didn't <laughs> like, like i don't know about that i don't know i feel like Rio like, might have, have you seen a that, bit on that 
Yeah, it's right. Advert that keeps popping up with Greer, like, um, and he's and it's for one of his videos. It always seems to pop up on my feed, man. Like, and I'm not always searching for Greer, I promise. But like, um, <laughs> <laughs> topless Greer, like, searching for shameless yeah. photos of Greer. Right? <laughs> it's the one where he goes, he goes, um, we can all talk to them, and we do not need a government to do it. <laughs> and it's just yeah. so cheesy. It's like it's like he suddenly become Oprah. Yeah, it's like what's the point, man? I, uh, we don't uh, need the uh, government to do that. <laughs> so, yeah, and you do not need a government to do it. Oh my god! <laughs> like, oh, don't do it, oh, man. man. The thing is, it. the thing is, the thing is, he's right. He is right. It's just yeah, that he's he is. fucking he up is. the message. He's just <laughs> messing, messing up. Package it better. Package it better. You got to talk yeah. about it in a less intense way. But he is right. I mean, you know, the, the the fact of the matter is, and I have to, I have to just draw upon personal experience. You can do this stuff. You can contact this phenomenon. Whatever the hell it is that responds to consciousness, there is something that responds to consciousness. I don't know if it's space yeah, aliens or angels or whatever, but channeling. Yeah. Oh yeah, channeling. That's the thing. So like when Duane was getting into channeling with me, you know, I've talked about and like channeling to me was always like, you know, like, oh, the box, you know, your grandmother is here and you know, and all that, you know, like it, you know what I mean? And she's like, he wants to speak to you. And I was like, Oh, Winston Churchill showed up and it's like, oh yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like and I'm just like, ah, Do you know a fucking, Do you know yeah, a Darren? Darren, yeah. It's a D name. D Dingo. The Dingo ate your baby. <laughs> <laughs> how oh, damn it Darryl. how do you know <laughs> it's daryl yeah, yeah. no but like i don't know but and, and i would have cut i mean before i got into the whole rv thing right and i know that works because i've tried it and i would and you know the other psychic stuff i know that works and you know the time i had that thing where somebody talked to me and it was inside my head now that could have been just like um you know what do we, what do we call it um mk ultra or it could have been it could or it, it could have been, been whatever, right? Clair, like, is it clairaudience? Like, clair, you know, instead of clairvoyance, like where people are so oh, sensitive to picking up sound waves. Yeah, 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 yeah signals yeah, through yeah. sound. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. give it a rest. Yeah. There's a lot of people like that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it could have been any of that shit, but I mean, so you can't really discount it. But at the same time, it's like if, if things are talking to you, do you believe them? Like, uh, I mean, or do you, I mean, it's the same thing, Friends right? Like, they're telling you, if they're yeah. telling you to like, you know, go and plant a tree and be a good dude and like, you know, go and high five your kids and yeah, be good to your neighbor. If they're telling you to go and murder your neighbors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, of course. To those ones. Of course. Wait, wait. So, well, so I, sh I shouldn't listen to that voice. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. You can't do that one. Oh, my bad. Oh, you just got the message. <laughs> he just get, he just now got a new one oh, and it, 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 it was just like <laughs> oh my god uh, yeah geez. man like but yeah i'm, I'm totally lost now <laughs> no, I, I just i'm just saying like i, I mean I like i, I don't know if i don't want to not believe it but i don't i i, I don't want to necessarily discount it altogether i want to believe that whatever the experience those people are having is probably real and of course there's charlatans right like there's people like houdini made a, his goal later on in life to go and like find these people and like go yeah this is bullshit there's a magnet under the chair and whatever whatever but leslie kane went down that whole rabbit hole and she's still down that thing where she swears there was a hand that came out and you know of this thing and like all this other stuff and there's like you know there's science behind it. i mean look at bigelow spent i don't know how many millions of dollars right gave it to mishlove and those other people to try to find out the life after death and all that stuff so yeah but it's um it's 
I don't know. I mean, like, I believe there's life after death. I believe there's other dimensions. I believe I believe in all those things. I believe that we're all capable of being psychic. I believe in it all, man. But I just do. Yeah. From personal yep. experience and from my own research and reading and so on. Right. Um, I think that's, they're, they're the more definite things that I could say. You know, I believe in those things, man. Like, I, dude, the other I stuff so. I can't say because I can't prove any of it, you know? And it's all been yeah. too much. Yeah, like for the sure. aliens, man. Like, the, like, you know, like we've talked about this before. It's like we've all had, we've all seen things in the sky, but none of us could say we know what, where they were. Like, right. like none of us. Like, nope. and, you know, like to go down through the ages and the possibilities and the things that these could be. And, you know, none of us, we, none of us have, might have seen a UFO or all three of us might have, or we might have all seen. UFO black projects, or we might have all inhaled a particle of some psychedelic that had hovered across the cosmos and we saw our lights. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And until anyone could show that, but I do know that I've seen people do RV and I do know that I've seen people, I've, I've experienced telepathy and I do know these things, I've experienced them. Whereas the other stuff, it's just always going to be chit chat. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, for like, sure. Us, like, I, I think I think it makes I actually think it makes more sense that there is a conscious component to matter, uh, you know, energy and matter itself, instead of it just being like a generated brain phenomenon. Like I, I think that it makes more sense in terms of a logical approach because, and I've been thinking about this more, and I'm gonna I'm I'm like writing down some thoughts about it because, you know, a, a material reductionist will say that matter itself is kind of blind unintelligent and it's just collisions over time have created chemical mixes which have created you know over time us we've we've emerged out of this primordial soup but the thing is how do you get intelligence without intelligence being in some way encoded within the developmental process of nature i mean how does intelligence arise out of non-intelligence i think it's more sensible to say that there's some substrate of in intellect or in conscious encoding within energy itself that coalesces and forms into human beings and other forms of expression within nature. Mm-hmm. I feel like, it may, and you know, all you have to do is look at nature itself and as such a, such rich examples of intelligence, the way that plants adapt and, you know, against each other in their environments and the way that animals evolve and the way that we've evolved. And we as human beings I mean, I would, you know, I look, because I look at a human being a bit like a biological quantum computer. And the thing is, you know, a computer is just pieces of components put together. So you could say that those components aren't intelligent. You know, they, they themselves aren't intelligent. But when you put them together in the right way, they can become this amazing thing, a quantum computer. But you still needed an intelligence to put those components together. A human being built that computer. So the same can be said, I feel, for us. We're such a complex bio, like quantum computer, like this, this amazing, weird biological structure. It just feels to me that it's impossible for something like a human being to arise out of out of the framework of reality without there being some sort of encoding yeah. reality. Yeah. yeah. Without the yeah. Well, yeah, well, I feel that, man. Like uh, the idea that maybe we're just uh, avatars for experience for some other greater being or for the same being that we all are, like the, yeah, the one, yeah. the experiences. Or we're 
AI ourselves, like really advanced, and how do you make the best AI? AI, you, you make it think it's natural. I mean, I look at our fingerprints and uh, it always blows me away. I look at the fact that I can, you know, a dentist, pre-DNA could take dental matter and identify an individual or you could take yeah. a fingerprint and every yeah. single person is different. It's like a computer. It's like silicon chips almost. Yeah. Look at it and yeah. just go, you know, and like, you know, in your darkest days, like, you know, any people who've ever experienced depression or anything like that it might have been antidepressants like you might have that feeling of numbness where all of a sudden like it's really hard to feel really happy or it's hard to feel really sad it's that idea that all of a sudden like you, your connection to something more beautiful has kind of been numbed out like, yeah yeah that's my feeling sometimes like that feeling uh that it's made that it was maybe uh, almost like an experience where you just go hmm the joy mechanism has just been cancelled out yeah, or the yeah. extreme pain mechanism, and now it's like I'm, I'm just—it's a reprogram, and like yeah, um, that's a great I, way to say I it. just it's a reprogramming. I just um, and it, and I think it is a lot like that. I, the more I, I'll tell you what, man, the fingerprints thing, like <laughs> it's like why have we all got different fingerprints, and why do they? Why are they all different, and why are they like that? Like everything just looks built. The more I look yeah, at it, yeah, the more I understand like, what the concept of reality. Well, not understand, or I have a better grasp of other philosophers and other writers and other thinkers' have ideas of reality. That I can't just look at myself and just be like, "This just came from nowhere." It looks really intelligently built, yeah. Well, like you know, obviously it is, but down to the fact that our skin looks like circuitry. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, like the wires inside you, the veins, the arteries, the capillaries, like yeah. all it, it's like a, it's like a, well, that's why I think I look at the human being like a weird biological computer, like a circuit yeah. board of organic information exchange. We use electrochemical signals. Yeah. We produce a coronal discharge. We're electric beings. We're like these weird buzzing receptors or computers, you know? Yeah, yeah, we are. And like, and I think that I hope, what I really, really want to hope if that is the case is that the feelings of con the consciousness element of what we are, the something deeper that's fueling us, that's that spark. Yeah, I hope it, that isn't programmed. I don't think it is. I, no, like, I don't think so either. The thing because everybody's you know, so different. I mean, you, like like you're saying, Jay, you watch the contact and it's emotional. Things drive you. You have different feelings where. You know, and, and I think that's the inherent difference between all of us where like you guys watch dark and I couldn't watch it because that just one scene just flipped me out. And I was just because this guy beat the shit out of this kid with a brick. And I was like, fuck this. I can't watch it. It was too. It was like I made me very yeah, upset, yeah. emotionally upset. And yeah. I know it was a fake. And you know what I mean? But for me, yeah. I was like, fuck, I can't get past that. You know what I mean? So I think all of this can we have our own connections, you know, this is the, the, this is like one of the profound mysteries to me. It's like, you know, science, even though we, we use science as the best way of explaining reality science has no idea how to explain the most intricate and most important part of our reality which is how we feel emotionally how we respond intuitively our life experiences love up and downs you know the, the all of the things that kind of fit into the mosaic of forming your actual experience these are things that mm. science can't quantify these are the these are the realms of the intuition this is the realm of self-reflection mm. looking back on your life seeing patterns seeing signs and that's the thing that can't be done by science. These things need to combine together in some way because the most important aspects of our life are not being addressed through rational, materialistic, reductionist kind of you know physics and an observation right. of reality objectively through our current medium. It's it's not occupying enough of a space 
that allows for us to really translate the most profound areas of our life, which is how we navigate emotionally through it and, and our yeah. life experience, you know? Well, I mean, you know, like when you talk about it in terms of the way we react, so when, when you know, people have done brain scans and various sort of tests, like, I don't know what they're called, but like where you can measure dopamine levels popping off and, and serotonin popping off and adrenaline pumping and for certain different things and it makes you feel a different way, yeah? Mm-hmm. Like your brain suddenly will deliver a chemical to make you feel a different way. Right. Now, some of it's learned, yeah? Like some of it's learned. Like the idea that, you know, like people like feel comfort. Most people are going to feel comfort cuddled by somebody mm-hmm. because of maternal instincts you know all the feelings of being a kid and knowing that there's that nurturing element if some oh, I, I love a good cuddle I love a good cuddle yeah and I wish you guys were here i'd cuddle know, all like, of you yeah like uh, you know what like, and for you know it's like that song man everybody needs a bosom for a pillow yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh i love that song everybody needs a bosom for a pillow everybody needs a bosom but everyone needs a bosom for a pillow because everybody yeah. Most people, everyone had a mother, most people remember probably got cuddled and used mm-hmm. those bosoms as pillows, man. It's a good feeling. Right. So what I'm trying to say is like, and that's learn, isn't it? So most mm-hmm. of these feelings and the way things pump off have probably learned. It's like, oh, I'm cold, I'm cold, and now I'm not cold, and now I've got this, and now I'm happy, and she gave it to me, so I love her for it, and that's what I feel. So this feeling is now love and keeps going like that. That's the only one I can really describe when it's your parent, like your mother, it's that one, isn't it? Like that link to your mother yeah, as a baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, uh, but it is weird because if you if you do take it down simply to that, learned experiences create pop-offs in your brain that make you feel a certain way, which make your existence more interesting. Because if you weren't having those things popping off, you'd just be an automaton. So right. that's what I was saying right. about the antidepressant stuff. You know, when you get people who are doped out because the bipolar or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. they can't, their eyes are too high or they're too low or whatever it may be. And then they get leveled out. And there's that, a lot of artists say sometimes that's when they lose their creative um, spins. Yeah, yeah. Their spirit, you know, their mojo. Yeah. And like some people get to the point where they, they're all right, they're not going to kill themselves anymore, man. And they're not going to, and they're also not going to run down the street screaming with joy. Um, so there's that leveling out and it gets to that point where it's like, oh, well, some people say, is that even in existence? Because, Without the highs and lows and the feelings of those chemicals, you're on a very boring ride. <laughs> Say right. that. And, 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 you know, the thing is people, you know, people who don't have the perspective of maybe like a spiritual inclination or just a very material reductionist perspective would say, oh, well, you know, this is all just sensory data and it's electrochemical stimulus and it's exchanges within the brain. And this is what's cool. But for me, it's kind of like, but, but why? Why is that <laughs> happening in the first place? Why am I having these complex chemicals that provide emotional resonance that provides me the, the love for my mother or like, you know, these things, why does this happen? That, that to me is the, the issue with the, the way that the scientific approach looks at it is they just boil it down to like, Oh, it's these functions. It's like, yeah, but why are these functions doing that? Why are these doing that in the it's first place? It's easy for them to like, understand. You know, no, it's yeah, yeah. science. They need metaphysics. They need to bring some faith, some not faith. That's the wrong word. They need to bring some 
DMT. Spirituality. Spirituality. DMT. DMT. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> serious psychedelic drugs into the mix. And everything is fine. They need to just slam some DMT into them. No, but it's like, honestly, though, I mean, you know, that's, I, I, this is what I like about the fact that psychedelics are coming back in, in terms of like serious studies. But I think that this is a missing component. I really do, especially, you know, they're starting to find out that things like LSD and, um, you know, even psilocybin, they're not necessarily introducing a psychedelic component into your brain. They're activating pre-existing parts of mm -hmm. your brain that create a psychedelic experience, which to right. me says it's all there dormant. It's yeah. already, you know, the dormant. transcendental yeah. meditation of the monks, that stuff can get you to those psychedelic spaces. Yeah, this just yeah, happens yeah. to do it a little bit faster and a little bit easier for most it's people. It's a massive shortcut. Um, yeah, right, it's, and and this is this is the this is the thing I have an issue with when people say, "Oh, you shouldn't do it because you know meditation is a more pure way." It's like, right, I get you. It's it's an admirable feat to want to discipline yourself to do that meditation, but not everyone's in that kind of headspace. But if you no. give someone, if you give a very skeptical person an extremely strong psychedelic experience, they may come they may come out of that like Wim Hof, mate, and start being like, <laughs> "That's it, I'm yeah. done. Like I'm I'm devoting my life to the spiritual cause." But you won't you wouldn't get that if you said, "Look." Just sit down, try and get the chatter out of your mind. Just breathe. They'd be like, I'm so done. Shut, shut up. I don't care. So I think that I think that people need to recognize, and this is something that Terence said, is that psychedelics are a democratic way of getting yeah. into these spaces. It's freely available. Everyone can experience it, and it can lead into you incorporating things like meditation into your life. You know, and in, and in a world so spiritually devoid as ours, modern Western one, like. It's something that reinvigorates that, yeah. Right, like, yeah. Uh, I mean, like capitalize on consciousness in any way possible. Wh whatever way increases consciousness, we should focus on it. If it's drugs, if it's meditation, even if it's technology, if it's increasing consciousness, we should focus on that shit. Well, I mean, the idea of the psychonaut, you know, exploring that other mm -hmm. realms, like the idea you can actually go and you know do this stuff enough and become adept to mapping out other realities almost right so that is like isn't that not like what's the star trek saying go place what is it what did it say in star Bold, trek? boldly go, go yeah, no man yeah. has gone before yeah. yeah yeah just take it inside yeah. as opposed to out there well uh, yeah. in a space and also, why why is there so many similarities with psychedelic experiences, like experiencing flying saucers and you know ETs, like a very alien, especially with um, magic mushrooms on high doses? That seems to be one. Um, obviously, this is just a generalization, and people have different experiences. But it seems like with DMT, people can find themselves in a more, uh, or, or, or with ayahuasca, I should say specifically, with ayahuasca specifically, it's very much Mother Earth. It's very much the rivers the tribes the amazon it's the jungle it's the it, that's what people seem to get a very strong sense of when they take ayahuasca but then on high levels of like psilocybin it's aliens it's 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 things communicating with you it, it it doesn't stop talking you know that's one thing that terence said is that the mushroom just doesn't shut up like he's had so many experiences with lsd and dmt and you know you don't hear this thing but the mushroom the mushroom talks to you really mm. talks to you and like i find that interesting and i i wonder if you know, is there a shared space between the psychedelic and the space-time dimension whole, the, the, the idea that you can manipulate dimensions of space and time and you might have a vehicle that can traverse those dimensions. Is the psychedelic space a dimension? Is like, you know, I kind of think 
the imagination could be seen as a dimension because we we imagine these things in our mind like you know different ideas or maybe even inventions and then we materialize them into physical reality it's like we're a bridge between a, an, an immaterial dimension and a material dimension we can think things in our head and then draw them into reality and manifest them through creative expression for you know building or innovation or painting or whatever it all comes through this weird realm we have like a access to like a hyperspace inside our mind you know and that's where ideas yeah. come from is, is the, that the, a the realm? psychedelics is, does it turn it on does that turn well, on the well, antenna that's it. you know is is that realm real is is the imaginary is the imaginary realm the realm where we bring all of our de- ideas through everything that's an idea comes through that realm of the imagination and then comes into physical reality is that real is it a dimensional space and can these flying saucers can these ufos go through that space you know, you know like the brain like um it starts buzzing doesn't it under psychedelics and huge amounts of it wakes up so it usually dormant mm, like you were yeah. saying hey, oh it yeah. lights up yeah it lights the idea up. that like a lot of people have got their entire lives without a lot of that stuff being stimulated unless you know somebody introduces themselves to psychedelic mushrooms or dmt and usually the only time it's going to become stimulated is probably during sleep of small mm-hmm. amount of death yeah so like um but the theory that that once wasn't dormant say it's an evolutionary thing where it's become dormant because imagine the reality of what you saw always being like an extreme psychedelic trip you'd probably be like (laughs) this is just amazing but then you'd probably die because you're unable you'd never be able to catch that tiger man or that wildebeest (laughs) dinner because you'd just be lying there just going oh like so like there must be some evolutionary need um, yeah. yeah do you imagine yeah. people that are just like that all the time though that are just like wow i well, mean i've were, met people the, like uh, that you know they were the stages and the shamans they were the crazy <laughs> ones yeah the ones that would sit there and talk to their shadows all day were the yeah, ones right. that were put into a tent yeah, and yeah. they were you know they were in their own little encampment like the it's the, the weird shaman and they were crazy people they well, were usually schizophrenics but, and and but well, they, and they the guy who wants to wake and bake like every mm-hmm. day and then have a nice mush. You know, it's like some people, yeah, nowadays you were bummed for doing that. Yeah. Like back then, yeah, like, <laughs> back then you were the shaman. <laughs> yeah. Respected. Yeah, it's like yeah. amazing. But it, you know, it does make you think that the way that we treat people now that may have been treated as shamans in the past is, you know, we, as, as a Western culture, very different. I mean, you know, the, 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 we could we just throw them away as crazy people oh they're just crazy people but back in the day you know they were the ones that were maybe communing with different energies and so they were hearing voices in their head because they were hearing yeah. 10 different spirits or something oh, at least that's how I it mean, was did, you know let's go yeah. back to like what, a very, one of the very first things we talked about was uh, the idea you got this this catholic sect doing the same stuff i mean there might be not be any drugs that they talk about in it but like yeah. they're communing with the cosmos Mm-hmm. And get messages from the cosmos, but they call it angels as opposed to shamanic messages coming from. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I'm saying. Or demons, so it's the same or, stuff, or, isn't yeah. it? And, Aliens, and then yeah. you take it to, you know, Tyler D from the book, mm-hmm. um, talking to the talking to these beings or getting information in the morning as he has his coffee. And mm-hmm. yeah, he's not taking like massive amounts of ayahuasca, or not that he's saying anyway, but mm-hmm. like. Um, but it's the same stuff in it. It's that whole idea. I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to tune into the the knowledge. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's all. Maybe that's all it is. Maybe all this stuff that we're looking for is simply just accepting yep. that that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, all there. it's all there. Like I don't know. But it's it's hard to trust that voice, isn't it? 
if you actually want to try that stuff yourself and actually start going around, I want to try and pull some information out of that place. Yeah. And yeah. believe me, I've tried. Look at Jack Parsons. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I guess I, I would probably say that it's one of those things where you're not going to get it if you if you're trying right it's that intuitive flow i mean i yeah, I, rec yeah, yeah, I recognize yeah. that for like you know let's say i'm playing the guitar behind me or something and and you get to a point where you're not actually thinking about which chord you need yeah, to worry yeah. about and it's just it's just happening it's just flowing through you that to mm. me is when you're just kind of becoming this channel for something Thing else expressing through you and then you know you recognize that when people bring out inspiring films or artwork or music or invention yeah, yeah, yeah. nikola tesla what a fantastic example of someone that yeah. was drawing from the intuitive well of human creativity and i love that quote from him where he says that there is a core in the universe from which all creative inspiration and innovation originates but i have not found the uh, i have not discerned the location of this core but i know that it exists and i, I love that quote because it's, it's someone who's a brilliant scientist he understood the scientific method but he also appreciated that these innovations and ideas were coming from a far more mysterious place some deep well and he was just channeling it but then he had the logic capability to rock things in the physical world out of that into intuitive information he was he, he was, was a amazing. true channeler i think yeah yeah channeler. yeah we're coming right but back he, to channeling he really went he really went yeah. whole hog though didn't he like celibate mm -hmm. possibly self uh, castrated uh, like yeah. uh, really okay. really yeah Man yeah, like, crazy. apparently like a big a big part of a big part of that sort of channeling information like that and taking it back to the alchemical stuff like transmuting human spirit um is sorry well people just running in and out of my room <laughs> it's, it's a bit too weird whilst I'm like um but like um yeah the idea that a lot of the, that is um, a matter of using better channeling of sexual energies. We've talked about yeah. this before, haven't we? Kundalini energy and all that. Yeah, you're, you're always yeah. trying to bring that sexual energy. You know, so, yeah, yeah, to, well, I, I find it. I, I do find it interesting how much it comes up, man. Like um, when you actually mm -hmm. follow it, like um, <laughs> sex. Like, so basically, sex like, but he what they believed. For example, um, Sir Isaac Newton, the same. Yeah, apparently mm -hmm. he was a died virgin. They believed. They channeled their, their sexual energies into innovation and into contact or drawing information from the ether. Mm -hmm. So that idea... Well, even, even, even Isaac Newton was talking about that. I didn't know yeah. Isaac Newton did that. Celebrate. So Isaac Newton went on, you know, he's into, into alchemy. He's one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Royal Transmutation society. of yeah. your chi to... The, yeah, I've been following that yeah. where you can... It rises up to your... Uh, your brain and you know it goes I think Robert Seffer had a video was talking about it too or whatever but I remember that and I can never figure it out when I was yeah I can never figure it out when I was boxing it was all those things that we were always talking about women weakened legs and I'm like we talk about it like don't have sex before we fight and I'm like what are you talking about and they're like no seriously don't do it and it was kind of mm -hmm. based on the same thing where you have to harness your energy your your chi or whatever you know like that it's pretty common now with like a lot of athletes like they, mm -hmm. they, they don't and their managers and stuff will encourage the footballers not to have their wives that with them before for competition and mm -hmm. it's really? that energy man so yeah, yeah it's, re it's yeah. been known about it's in sports for a long time so the channeling of sexual energies into other energy um so <laughs> or intelligence that, or something yeah yeah or invention or innovation and like um like tesla 
apparently had his own knob off to, mm-hmm. cre- to, to stop any... Who? Who? Yeah, Temptations. He cut his own and junk off. Who? Yeah, who? Tesla. Who? Tesla. Tesla. Supposedly. Tesla, Supposedly. Cut, Tesla cut his own dick off. <laughs> he, came, he came from a sect of a family whose sect as well were called Scopsies. Um, and they believed in a lot of this kind of crazy shit too. If you, if you do a bit of reading into where his background was, uh, coming out of Serbia and stuff like that, there was, a, there was a sect of people called the Scopsies who believed in a lot of that stuff. So check it out. <laughs> I thought he just cut his balls off. You, I don't think he cut his dick you, off, did he? <laughs> I'm say, like, I how do you mean, how do you maintain a tradition if you're cutting everyone's balls off? Right? Well, there's got to be <laughs> he, one that no, doesn't he, have their he, balls cut. He off. took it to the extreme. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, there were yeah, certain, yeah. certain people who go down that level where it's like, I am now going to be go the full whole hog. I'm going to be scopsied. I don't, I, I don't, want, I don't. I'm not going to claim I know too much about scopsies, but yeah, it's true. But I don't. Okay, let's I mean, do it, that, lads. let's make. I it don't happen. know if it's true that. There was some some myth that somebody had his uh, had his John Thomas stored in a jar somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving all of the I'm 2022. You're coming up with. We're on the we're we're coast to coast around the world looking for Tesla's dick in a jar. That's <laughs> I I have I have I have irrefutable evidence that the FBI has stolen Tesla's dick. Okay, yeah, I know it. No shit. There's, there, there are a few, yeah, like they, they've got that. They've got it on ice. It's right, it's right next to Walt Disney's brain. Tesla's dick, Walt yeah, Disney's yeah. brain. It's got, it's got flames tattooed inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really, it should be like lightning bolts or something, like electricity. Yeah, yeah electricity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I, I have no idea if it's true that Tesla cut his dick off, but that's what. <laughs> That's what I've read well, that's, on a couple that's of occasions. Conspiracy that we're starting. Yeah, uh, no, Andrea no, Purich is the one who said that publicly. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's a guy that would not know right, you, or know. Did you say you've got a runoff now, John? I do. I'm sorry. My wife will actually oh. cut my balls off and my dick if I don't go upstairs and help oh. out. <laughs> oh, no, no, we can't. We can't lose Tesla's dick and yours in one not night. In the same day. No. Not in the same night. <laughs> no. Well, it's I been love fun. It. I love you guys. Yeah, I, I love, love you too, too I John. Love I love you too. It's been fun. Right. Come to me, baby. I, I love will. you. I love you all. Send me, uh, send me a copy of this recording if you can. Once you Fuck get yeah. it uh, loaded up, yeah, man. I, I will. I think that I think the send teaser clip is going to be Tesla's dick. Yeah, I think that's going to be the teaser. Is just fucking <laughs> Tesla dick is in a jar. <laughs> so I'm just gonna, everybody's going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> It's John Luke, you gotta do like planet. a Photoshop of like a jar with Tesla's dick floating <laughs> or something. <laughs> That's it. We've really hit the lowest levels now. We're scraping the, the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Jay's got the fucking digital glasses the whole entire time. Uh, fucking fucking dick. Fucking it. I uh, love it. <laughs> oh, oh, I love yeah. I love you guys. We'll talk to you real love soon, you, huh? Man. Peace. Yeah. yeah. Peace out. Peace.